Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And uh, we've been kind of like kids with a new toy. We got the whole US studio thing going, um, and we kind of went pretty ham on that. Um, but we're back to just the, uh, the normal episodes where there's a guest in studio sitting across from me um, and got nothing to do with motocross. So uh, Mitch Orville, uh, you may know him from Angry Dad fame um, back in the day. Uh, they blew up pretty deluxe on Facebook. And um, since then, he's moved to the Gold Coast. And uh, Mitch actually has struggled with some substance abuse over the last couple of years. Um, he gained a lot of weight, kind of turned into a dude that he didn't really want to be um and he has a pretty crazy story of i guess turning his life around from that he committed to running uh three kilometers every single day um for a year he's so far like 140 something days in uh to said challenge so uh, he's lost a ton of weight he's been boxing flat out and he just literally has like this entire new lease on life and feels like a completely um new person so it's a pretty inspirational story it's a pretty epic podcast um just a i guess a quick disclaimer on this one before we get into it um mitch talks a lot about his uh cocaine use and the uh i guess the the issues that he had around that um i offer my own uh i guess thoughts around that and and to be honest this wasn't something that i thought would just like come up especially super quickly in the podcast like we kind of just got straight into it um so just a bit of a disclaimer, uh, we are talking about drugs, drug use. Um, I talk about some of my own, um, I guess, like ways that I use different things. Um, so yeah, if you're not into that, then please skip this episode. Um, and as always with this too, like I guess while I'm just slinging out disclaimers here, um, I never really know exactly what we're going to talk about. And if I knew that this would come, was going to come up like instantly in the podcast, I probably would have thought about it a little bit more, uh, maybe spent a bit of time thinking about my stance on certain things. Um, and as always, these podcasts are literally a first draft. This is like if I, uh, essentially how I think of it is if I translated this podcast into written form and I reread it and then had the chance to edit it before I published it, it would probably sound a lot different. Um, so a lot of this stuff is just thoughts coming into my head, um, in real time. And I don't really get a chance to, I guess, um, edit these thoughts. Um, so yeah, just keep that in mind. It's just two people having a very raw conversation, um, with no real indication of, you know, what subject matter is going to come up. So, um, hopefully 
yeah, you just, I guess, can see two people's perspectives, take it on board for what it is, um, and leave it at that. Um, just out here doing our best. Uh, we're brought to you today by the guys at Dixon Flannel. You can head to dixonflannel.com, no, dixonquality.com.au. Use the code GYPSYTALES um, or Gypsy Gang. That's going to get you 15% off. That code works at dry times as well. Uh, some of the coolest towels in the game right now gold coast company absolutely killing it drytimes.com uh we're also brought to you by the guys at cricks tweed you can head to crickstweed.com.au uh call kyle he's the man there that will get you sorted in a new or used vehicle uh those guys have been amazing for the last couple of years that we've been working with them uh also a shout out to the guys at cmbt both the training center and cmbt nutrition um Hit them up if you are looking to train on the Gold Coast uh, in, I guess, mixed martial arts. Uh, they got a, a ton of great classes there. Awesome facility. It's where I do my strength and conditioning. Um, do a lot of stretching there as well. Um, go and roll in the morning with Jackson when he owes rent. And, uh, and yeah, we have, a, we have a good time training out of CMBT. Uh, their nutrition products are also incredible. Um, I use their Octane pretty much daily when I train. I'm not the best when it comes to the protein uh, side of things, but I definitely take their protein as much as I can, uh, especially on legitimate weight sessions. Um, they also have a pretty gangster uh, pre-workout as well. So um, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also head to gypsytales.com and buy that new merch. Um, really appreciate that stuff. It definitely helps um, when you support the podcast via merch uh that's it thank you very much to mitch for coming on this podcast i've got to go run 3ks with him at some point today um pumped on that pumped on this show i hope you get something out of it um we'll see you on the next one we rolling oh mad. i'll bring that up to you Bring the mic up a little bit closer, touch closer. Mitch Orville, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming in. I've um, I've actually been wanting you to come in here for a while because when you and Reese first started your podcast, it was there wasn't a, like that many people around here that I knew that were doing podcasts. Yeah, I'll, so I was kind of watching you guys back then, just watching us battle, yeah. having a crack. I, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea really what I was doing. I was just like, oh give it a crack why not hey get on the mic and speak speak some shit well it was pretty cool man like there, there was definitely um i feel like you were from the outside in you know like just watching on it seemed like that was really when you were in like the start of this kind of transformational phase that that you're in um because man You've gone on like a fucking journey over the last 12 months. It's been pretty nuts, hey, bro. When you look back at it like that and you look at it in, in smaller steps rather than just like the big picture, like I've been pedaling hard since like December 2019, really, yeah. and pedaling really hard. What? So like you were overweight yeah, and like partying or like what was the picture before? Because like you're sitting here now as a dude that just run like a 10 minute 3k <laughs> and what you're up to 100 and something days of 3k minimum running yeah so um day, today was day 140 out yeah. of 365 so minimum 3k every day but 
I'm starting to get a little bit bored of the threes at yeah. the moment. Just like anything, I mean, your body gets used to it. And, you know, I keep, like, I love challenging myself. So I've been throwing in, like, 8K, 10K runs every week, adding one or two of them in as well. But, yeah, minimum of 3K every day. But, yeah, just before I literally rocked up here, I just actually did my PB 3K time. So I just broke the sub 11. I think I did, like, a 10.53 yeah. or something like yeah. that just before I got here. Yeah. So what? where were you at before? So basically, man, I was a pretty big Coke user, like on on the darkies as well. So like, I, yeah, I partied and people What's knew, the darkies? like on the down low. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. I, like, people, even the closest people to me, weren't aware of really? how often I was using it. Like, I, I would be doing it by myself. I'd do it on my own. All that sort of stuff. If I had an opportunity where I could do it and get away with doing it, and no one knew. I would have done it. So all that sort of stuff led me to this point where I realized that, okay, for starters, my drinking and my cocaine and all that sort of stuff, it wasn't even a fun thing. I wasn't doing it to have fun because Mm. I was trying to do it to alienate myself and be alone. So when I obviously looked into that deeply, I thought something is not right here. And I'll never forget why the date is so important because obviously my partner was not happy with my actions at the time like not like all good partners should i mean if your partner's doing stuff like that you pull them up on it so we had some pretty like strict rules in place around what that looked like and i'll never forget it was my friend's birthday i was staying in uh, brisbane with my partner and my other friend's birthday was in the gold coast and my missus was like go up to Goldie, have a good weekend, you know, do what you want, have fun. It's all good, but just keep your phone on you and just, you know, be transparent where you're at. So I know you're okay. And I'm just not worried about you. So I remember thinking like, good luck. That's mad. Like awesome. Like she's respecting me. She's respecting that, you know, like I want to have my fun, all that stuff. So I remember thinking like, I'm going to do the right thing here. Long story short, phone was dead off for eight hours. They found me at some random 60th. Didn't know anyone just off my face. And I remember just, looking at my part because her my partner's sister had come and found me and she was on facetime with chloe at the time and i remember just seeing her face and she was just broken and i remember thinking like i set out with the right intention to do the right thing i had no reason to Mm. do it and i was like and that was just completely it was just toxic and i said like i'm never gonna do that again like that's that was where i drew the line and that was where i really began to sort of look at myself so the first promise i made to myself was i was gonna you know stop drinking because drinking was the gateway spooning leads to forking spot on spooning leads to forking so drinking was my thing that i set out to do and that being said when i did stop drinking i probably put on more weight in the next one to two months after stopping drinking because that was Mm. my own that was my first thing that i'd set my mind to and what filled that space after was probably food all Mm. that comfort stuff yeah yeah. it was just you're looking for something i was looking for something i was always feeling a void and that's where all the work started to come undone i knew that i was just slowly running from problems i I had tax problems i had accounting problems i had all different just prop like relationship problems i had problems with my own ego i had problems Health. With health, everything. And it was just, I was just running away from it. And I was finding anything that I could attach myself to, to connect myself to, to just escape reality, basically. So yeah. what I decided was I need to make my reality better. And that's what I've done. Fuck, man. Power to you. Like, kudos, dude. It's a fucking hard thing to do um, being as deep in the game as what you were. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a thing. But I thought to myself, one, I'm not too... 
like old to do it you know what i mean like i'm only yeah, how 20 old are you? i'm only 24 yeah so i thought like okay these might seem like dramatic changes but if i just stick to it now and do a little bit every single day like and compound those small habits if i do this for a year like have you read atomic habits yes i yeah, have I, great I, book I hey. so i was like if i do this every day for a year like where am i going to be in the year and that was that was where it's where it's sat for me now when did you read that book I only read that book probably three and a half months ago. Yeah, okay. That book, man, like, uh, I mean, I'm, so I've actually, I've spoken about that book quite quite a bit. I do like a book review podcast yep. at the end of every year where I go through all the books that I've read. Yep. And that one I read probably February last year. Fuck, man. Like, it's fully just, changed my it's life. Just, it's changed just, my perspective on so much shit. It's just strangely so simply true yep. you know what i mean you can't argue with the fact and i feel like it sort of leans its way into that kobe mamba mentality too there's a lot of parallels that i drew from that too so i, I loved looking into kobe's mamba mentality as well that was another thing that i drew a lot of inspiration from and it's basically just as you said doing things when no one else is doing them and if you do that every single day it doesn't matter how many like training sessions they throw in in summer or do that then no one will ever catch you if you are consistent and you do more when everyone else is asleep and when they're not and just compound those every single day like you're going to be impossible to catch and that's where i'm at now i'm just i'm just going to make sure that no one can catch me yeah nah dude it's awesome man and, and i've been i've been watching your socials for this whole time like i've followed you for a while and it's fucking crazy like it's really really crazy that the effort that you've put in i know that you're doing a bunch of boxing with benny as well as yep. the 3k so it's like you've really taken this shit on board in a way that it's like pretty hard you know there there wasn't really much of like a, a toe in the water for you like you went pretty much all in and have stayed all in and it seems like now this is just this new version of you it's that addictive personality. Like if I can get addicted mm. to drinking, or I can get addicted to cocaine, like I can get addicted to something else. You just need to channel that right. I mean, everyone has their vices. You just got to choose them responsibly. I replace mine now with running. I replace that with boxing. I replace that with things that I still get the same connection and fulfillment through. That's the thing. Addictive, like good, good traits are as addictive as bad traits. They just a bit more rewarding yes. you know what I mean so once you actually get addicted like I get I'm so addicted to running now I genuinely enjoy my runs when I first started it took me 5 minutes and 55 seconds to run 1 kilometer. fuck and now like I literally like I'll take I, last Saturday I was at home and I was like I'm gonna I wanna get a coffee and I ran from my house in Broad Beach to Burley for a coffee that's so sick but you know where'd what? you go where'd you get coffee uh, crew okay but I, like, I, just, I like crew coffee I was just like but I just you know what I mean stuff yeah. like that like if I had a picture of myself doing that a year and a half ago no fucking chance I would have needed a fucking crane yeah yeah no nah, dude it's it's pretty incredible to to watch um, what you've done to be to, to backtrack a bit how the fuck do you be 24 with a gnarly cocaine habit like what does your life look like before because like I get it uh, but so it's when like, I mean, how does it get I, to that? Okay, so when I finished, you got to remember when I f I finished high school, and Angry Dad took off. Mm. I was eighteen years old with a random massive following just given to me. Our videos were getting millions of views every week. I was fresh eighteen. What do you do when you start partying. turning? You start partying. Not only was I partying, 
I was running venues. I was giving nights, bottles for free. Everyone wanted mm. to be around. Everyone was giving me cocaine. Everyone was doing whatever they wanted because, like, at that time, my f- I, we were getting millions and millions of views in Australia and Australia only. Our audience for Angry Dad only ever went Australian. Really? And I'm, yeah, I'm 18 years old. Fuck. All of these perks, everyone wants me at their nightclubs all night and I just got taken away and swept up in the scene. Yeah, man. Like, that... Yeah, it, it can happen and... and even like but it's uh, not my f- it's not anyone else's fault yeah, either yeah, you know yeah. what i mean i also wanted to surround myself with that scene i only made friends with people that used i i, I was very strategic about how i, I was mm. a massive enabler myself yeah. so yeah no i know what you mean and even people that like i know people on the gold coast like i've used fucking cocaine i've used most yeah. drugs i'm not anti-drugs yeah. i'm not anti-anything i smoke weed pretty much every day so yeah like full disclaimer there's no negative look towards drugs here at all. But well, even now, I don't have a negative look on drugs because mm. I had a negative look from the situation that I was in. Drugs were negative to me at the time because I was using them as a, a way to escape and get mm. away from reality. But if I was to have a drink now or do something like that now, I'm not trying to escape anything. I love my reality. Yeah, that would yeah. be. I, I would be using it as fun. Still not interested to me yet, but yeah. if it ever happens again... Guess what? I'm not running anymore. That that race has stopped. Yeah, I, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with the life that I've created. So if I do ever use again, or I do ever drink again, I'm not running from anything. Yeah. Have you since, or you've still? So been- I had I had a beer in Hamilton in November for when my grandma passed away because my nana was probably known as one of the best beer drinkers to go down. Her nickname used to be Iron Guts because she'd sit there and drink thirty cans of beer. Fuck, that's sick. Um. Yeah. So. I I know a bunch of people here and girls especially that are on the Gold Coast that have like cocaine problems and they are not aware that they've got a cocaine oh, yeah. problem. Like I I've gone out with them and been around that you know different crews. Can't have two drinks without going to get a bag, bro. Just bags on bags on bags mm-hmm. on ba- like who wants packet? Who and I'm just like. This is a lot, dude. And but it's socially have, accepted. That's the problem. And people don't understand the line between, like, I don't think people know when it's a problem. And I, I and I don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's obvious because it, when you're like, everyone's doing the you, same thing. So it, it's like, okay, yeah, but you've all got a problem. Correct. Like, I, if you're doing fucking cocaine every single weekend like every time you go out like you have a drug Drug problem problem. and that's fuck it it is fucking right right there there. right in front of you and to be honest i got a fair bit of hate from that end from people saying like you don't have a problem like that's not a that's not an addiction that's not a problem like you weren't using it every day like true addiction is when you're waiting at like and i was like but addiction Mm. is relative it's a sliding scale yeah it's a it was relative to me at the time my thing was if i had a thousand dollars at the time i would have spent nine hundred dollars on cocaine so to me that's an addictive thing yeah Yeah. that's a problem like i need to sort that out yeah it's uh yeah there's there's definitely like there's one chick in particular obviously wouldn't name anyone but she's a like a friend of friend and every time i'm around this chick i'm just like i can't enjoy myself and i'm not a judge this isn't coming from like being yeah. judgmental this is coming from a like fuck man like you gotta do like this isn't good for you and this is there's not much of a future in this yeah. and i feel like our generation too hasn't really seen the effects of no. just like like my parents didn't do fucking cocaine i don't you know what yeah, i mean i don't know that mine. many parents 
that I know like my parents did uh, like drank alcohol and shit like yep. that but it was just like we kind of no one sat around a table or a plate for like days nah, on end you know just nah. frying themselves then doing it consecutively like it's not really good for the brain <laughs> well it took me like honestly it took me a good few months to like recalibrate and yeah. I'm sure that was all to do with that because the way I looked at it like when you use cocaine, like you're living on borrowed happiness, you're borrowing happiness for From the next somewhere day else. and yes. you're, you're spending it all yes. that. So I was forever just basically in debt of happiness trying to catch up. So once I did stop it all, like felt like, fuck, I'd borrowed a fair bit. So yeah. How long did it take for you to feel good? Like it was a couple months, a few months. Yeah. A good, a good three or four months until I genuinely started to feel like at least productive or good about what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's fuck, like, it's hard because I, I definitely like, I don't want to come across judgmental towards anyone that's doing this yeah. shit. Like it, I get it. And I like to do it as well at times. And it's fun as fuck under the right circumstances. Exactly. But like, there is definitely people out there that have a problem that don't think that they do. Yeah. And like the good thing is everyone's capable of fixing their own thing. So if, it does trigger and you feel like you might be that person from listening to this like mm. either one go get help or two try help yourself i mean it's never too late yeah so uh i lived in the u.s for like eight years and uh and i was like in kind of the la area yeah and you'd see a, a bunch of it but dude like the whole rehab thing is just like a culture over there like i know so many people that have been to rehab that are just like our age kind of wow yeah in america yeah see yeah. i didn't know that yeah oh dude it's fucking crazy man but not just for like coke but for a lot of prescription shit like vicodin and yeah. ambien xanax and, and, all that and shit like that yeah and dude like there's a crazy culture around that shit there i mean but they're doing coke as well there's like but it's not like here like i've been all over the world and honestly dude the gold coast is fucking shocking man like it's it's a, it's a trip dude wow yeah so um but we that's so we don't have like that rehab culture here no, it's I don't so think, yeah no I, I i wouldn't know any say close friends or anything like that that i've known that's been to rehab yeah so it's like a it's a weird i don't know it's just like a weird conversation here to have and i and i feel like that you know that girl that i'm talking about like i've said to my friend i'm like fuck shit if I was, like, around her and, like, more of a... Like, I knew her, I'd be like, dude, there's probably some rehab shit that needs to go down here, like, you... Have you <laughs> thought about having that conversation with her? <sighs> Fuck, probably you're a good person to ask about that. Like, what what would you say? I don't really... I don't know this girl that well. I, I'm really close, but I'm, like, one person away from being very close to her, if yep. that makes sense. Yeah, it, it'd be a tough... It'd be a tough one, because I guess you, change comes from... Within. within so you she, she'd have to flag it as being a problem if she doesn't see it as a problem then it's not going to be a problem she's not going to take action but open up the conversation and you never know you know she might be just waiting for someone waiting to for have someone. the conversation with her that actually cares enough about her to to notice that it's you know might be a potential problem and go hey are you all good yeah like, and and it's weird um because when you feel like you'd want to bring it up would be when they're fucked up yeah and then when they they're not fucked up you're like oh man mm -hmm. she's cool yeah. like she, you know maybe she'll be sweet like maybe she won't do it next weekend and then you see her fucked up again you're yeah. like well, i can't really talk about it while she's fucked up so like i don't know yeah, it's, it's a, a tough one it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird one but it's just not a conversation that 
goes a lot around Australia or no, you know, this area in particular of like the whole rehab thing, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big thing, bro. Yeah, well, it's cool. It's cool that you... Um, yeah, I honestly didn't expect to be talking about it, but it's pretty cool for you to be like super open about what you've been through yeah. with it because I think it does take dudes like you and or girls to come forward and say like oh you know like i've had this problem and yeah and this is what it was what it was like and and i mean yeah a lot of people maybe they don't think that they do have a problem on the level that they have a, a problem. problem which is just that's just an awareness thing and i guess the other thing is to be aware of it you also have to accept it and once you accept it you have to change it mm. and like look how hard the change was you know what i mean like it was a lot of work and i feel like not everyone's willing to put in the work like it's a big thing it's a big commitment and like if you're someone who's drinking all the time or using all the time like so are your friends so it's your social circle so you got to change mm. that you got to change you got to uplift basically your life like i the reason why mine was so transitionable was because i moved from melbourne to gold coast yeah. started a brand new foundation started whole new friendship circles i wasn't out in the party scene i was going to gyms i was putting myself in the right areas to surround myself with the right people so i i, I was quite lucky in a way that it was a very fresh start with mm. no old ties but it is possible and so the like I've kind of labeled the Gold Coast, <laughs> but is the is like Melbourne and Sydney and your experience? Oh, yeah. It's it's just all the same. just as bad. But yeah. to be fair, like it was like that because I surrounded myself with, with those that, people, yeah. with those people in those areas. So it was always readily available or accessible. You know what I mean to me anywhere. And, and so, what was like the original? Um, and I probably should say as well, like I'm, like I said before, like I smoke weed pretty yep. much every day. So like I'm sort of weird of to say like oh, if someone's doing this like it's a problem or addiction like i'm constantly checking in with myself about smoking weed i don't label anyone or anything any like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like in inside if you think what you're doing is sustainable you genuinely feel good in your head and you're happy with your life you're happy with your reality you do you whatever yeah. works for you yeah. fuck there's no social constraints telling anyone what they have to do or who they have to be as long as you're happy and you you're, you're surviving and you're actually genuinely enjoying yourself every day I will not judge anyone what they do or what they choose to do for me I had to address it because it was ruining my life Yeah, that's why I fixed it purely if I was fucking every day waking up happy as fuck fit as fuck life felt good and there was no problems I'd still be probably doing cocaine right now you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. but like it, shit wasn't working so I had to revise yeah yeah no uh, that's very well said and and I just want to throw it out there like of oh, the people sure. that listen to the podcast they, I fucking talk about weed when it comes yep. up but it's like so I'm, I'm saying all this in the same way that you said there's no judgment zero I would hope I just would hope that if people listen to this and they're fucking they've got any of those thoughts like fuck man maybe I do do this shit like a lot and I'm always around people I'm always chasing I'm always because yep. like want it one of the things I'll finish my sentence before I go into this but um, but yeah so I'm constantly checking in with myself yep. and I, I go through uh, an auditing process of like am I smoking too much weed am I still productive yep. is my life going forward is like I'm very very critical Awareness. on it but and I come up to the conclusion like 
medically the things that i feel it helps me with in terms of like my body and my training my sleep like i see it as a supplement in the same way that i take like magnesium at night i take creatine protein i eat well that's as that's to me is a supplement there might be a point in time where that checking in gets me to the stage where i'm like fuck dude you can't really smoke this much weed then and i've done that with myself before too so just full disclosure i'm I'm coming at it from that angle. 100%. And I'm the exact same thing. Like, everybody has their vices. Choose your vice responsibly. That's the way I put it. Yeah. The the one thing that makes me, I guess, like, want to comment on it is as a person, like, I'll be at the, I'll be at the bar and have, like, a fucking joint, like, in the ear. And that's, like, my idea. I can't really drink. I got one kidney. So, I don't really drink. Oh, wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, it's just, I was just born with one kidney. But um, yeah, so I get like these crazy hang- hangover, so I don't really drink. Yeah, not and, worth uh, it. And yeah, no, I'm fucking pretty over it these days. But it's, I guess, like a unique position to be the dude at the bar that's not really drinking that much. Oh, yeah. And then you get to kind of like watch people and you just see how hard cunts chase rack and you're just like, <laughs> bro, you've been chasing rack around all night. Like, where yeah, are you? Where night. are you? You're not here with us. I, I would spend more time chasing it in Ubers, looking for it, going to get it, doing it, than I would ever enjoying myself at what I was set out to do yeah. ever so when I look back at it I can almost like almost laugh at it as to how like I couldn't see it but I couldn't see it so mm. that's where it might be triggering for people to be like fuck like this is me so don't if you are triggered by it don't take it as a bad thing just yeah. as you said order have a sit back be a bit more aware and even if it just means that like the next time you say no and then yeah. you're like okay well there you go there's one place i took control and i'm a bit more in control than i thought i was you know what i mean small things like that just awareness yeah no nah, totally so yeah no nah, man more more power to you on that front i wasn't really a- across that that part of the story but um yeah it's another that's like i guess even yeah bigger feather in the cap of the the process that you've gone through for sure bro the so the whole angry dad thing when when did that all go down when i finished high school so it was 2014 okay i'm fully met that's when i was in america so i fully missed the angry dad yeah thing. so australian so, i told you and i yeah. went to australia so everybody that i know and i've said oh yeah mitch is coming on the podcast but they're like oh yeah angry dad so like everyone knows that i fully missed it so can, yeah can you break down angry dad angry dad was literally the definition of like one of those things that went viral you know yeah, what i mean like right. it was like actually proper viral back when there was no restrictions from facebook they weren't like like algorithms, algorithms all that shit it was just like things could run and things could take off and my whole life me and my brother had fucked around with my dad my dad had fucked around with his my mum's dad everything like that we had a very practical jokester household like there was no rules in terms of that stuff like i mean i used to hide in my brother's like roof of his bedroom for like two hours sometimes waiting to hide and scare him and shit like that you know what i mean like it was always the way our family worked anyway obviously due to social media and opportunities like my brother put up on it i think he was just annoying my dad one night and he was filming and he's just fuck off fuck off all this shit and he was just putting it on his snapchat story heaps of people were replying and then what was it? I think I filmed a video and uploaded it to my personal Facebook and just hashtagged Angry Dad or something like that. And I think it might have had like, say, 700 likes or something like that, which I was like, what the fuck? Like, usually I put up a Facebook status, I get 30, like 700. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is nuts. 
So I did another video the next day, just like mucking around with him. Then I remember I started getting heaps of friend requests and there was a kid from school actually, Josh, that told me and he said like, bro, you should just make like a page so that people can like the page and then share it from there. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And then there was that Simpsons episode from back in the day called Angry Dad. Remember where Bart used to prank Homer? Oh, no, nah, I don't remember that. I one. don't know. I just clicked to me back then. Yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to call it Angry Dad. Like, did that. And then, yeah, I'd say within maybe a couple of weeks, the page had 50,000 page likes and went up to 200, then wow. 300, then 500. And it was just getting millions and millions of views. Then we did this one video called Honk If You're Horny, which had like, I think it was over 100 million views across all uni lad Facebook. It went on to Jimmy Kemmel, all that stuff. So Really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And so what was your uh, level of like content creator skill at this point? Zero. We filmed off iPhones the whole time. Always did. Never to move. Oh, like I used to edit, cut, upload off iMovie on my iPhone still to this day. Like if there was an angry video, that's how it was done. No way, yeah. dude. We so, never ever did like... So it just blew up. Just blew the fuck up. That's fucking crazy. What What did it... What? Yeah, what did that feel like then to go from just being like literally regular kids like were people stopping you in the street and yeah like- big time especially my dad my dad like really? still to, to this to this day like it's very big like my dad gets like like even like it's funny like if you like he you go through the casino with him on like a friday or a saturday night or something like that you can't really yeah like he gets like peppered peppered <laughs> that's fucking gangster and back in the day like while i was pumping like it was pretty nuts and so what did what did that then lead to like so you pretty much straight out of school like did you have what was the plan before angry dad and then did the plan change for angry dad what's funny is i went through high school with no plan so i went to a private school but i didn't like like school you know it wasn't really for me I, i'm not gonna be one of those people that said oh failed at school or I sucked at school or anything like that like I was fine I got by but I had two subject uh, subjects I liked which was theatre which was acting and media which was film creation yeah and lo and behold it's like I ended up being behind a camera like and then filming and editing my own pranks and videos and now YouTube videos so it just sort of all aligned itself and I had no actual like Angry Dad was never meant to turn into like yeah a business or an enterprise or like a foot in the door for now what i'm doing it just naturally evolved like that and so where did it go like business sense wise and when did you start trying to or or like how did you even monetize that shit back then back then there was no monetization so we had brand deals there were certain brand deals but once again brand deals were very tough because with the brand deal now if i get a brown brand deal i can script it it's in youtube you know how to incorporate it we had one go at a prank so we would yeah, have to, yeah. we'd have to like, yeah. we'd have to speak to the client back. Like, this is what we're going to try do. This is where we're going to show the product. This is what we're going to do. Hopefully this works. If this doesn't work, this might work. So it was very, so there was a lot of times where we'd actually get like big brand deals that we couldn't execute because mm. we'd film the prank. It would be terrible. It wouldn't work. We fucked up the prank. We fucked up thing and you can't go again. Fuck, that's gnarly. So it was, uh, it was quite tough to monetize, but that's sort of where I just pivoted and naturally grew into like a person you know what i mean like i had to try and like because obviously people got to know me from it too as well as my dad and then i feel like that's i sort of fell off the whilst i fell off the bandwagon i would have fell off the say online bandwagon but being with my partner chloe definitely helped like shape 
my future in terms of where I wanted to take my new direction, which was like filming our own YouTube videos and vlogs because she was a YouTuber too. So she naturally got me into that. And I liked that side a bit better. I thought I could show who I was a bit more rather than, you know, having to set up a prank that was not really sustainable in long-term jeopardy as well like yeah. how like for how many years like i can't prank my dad till i'm 40 you know what i mean yeah so that 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 was the foot in the door in which it gave me to yeah what what i do now so what was what's chloe's background she literally just started her own youtube channel when she was like 15 really yeah what yeah just like her 15 or 16 maybe a 16 15 no shit yeah. just filming like beauty videos youtube videos of herself her and her friend charney wow that's insane yeah and they're both yeah big youtubers now to this day her friend charney's got like over a million subs still like kill it just two young girls that that's hard to sit in front of a camera and do youtube before it was even really a thing you know what i mean like they were quite early to it yeah that's so rad i fucking love that shit man because it's so Very, very similar to what you said you did with yourself with the studio when i came in here so yeah yeah that was kind of like my theory on it is i was just nobody so it was like hopefully I got a good room that people want to get in and I can make what well, my background was a filmmaker. So that's what I lived in the U S yep. for. So I was just like, ah, oh, fuck, what skills do I have that I could lend to this thing? Like that, which you outweigh done, me being nothing, which you know? you've done beautifully. The set's mad. So no, I appreciate that the production quality, everything. That was why I was like, I'm jumping on. No, I appreciate that. So that must've been so rad to have, to meet a chick that was kind of in line with what you were sort of doing but i guess you probably didn't really know how to do what it is that you were yeah, trying to do it was it was very like natural the way we fell into each other's like paths even down to like we spoke for a bit online and then it just sort of fizzled out but then i was actually in a hawaii for a family holiday and my cousin decided to have his bucks party and he's like you're not going to be back for it and i was like yeah I know like like nothing I can do I'm in Hawaii and then he messaged me a flight and he goes I booked you a flight it leaves tonight but there's a stopover because that was the only flight that was available so I was like fuck it went to the airport blah 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 but my stopover happened to be in Brisbane so I had it was about a two and a half hour stopover and when I was there I'd seen because I still had Chloe on socials that she was at an airport and I knew she was from Brisbane and I was like are you at brisbane airport she was like yeah yeah um why is that i was like oh so am i i got a stopover here and she was like oh well i got a flight delay and i was like do you want to get lunch and she was like yeah all right so we ended up getting lunch together for about an hour then yeah about five days later she ended up flying down to melbourne and stayed at my family house for the next week that's so so sick off just meeting for like an hour man that's that's so cool and and the fact that you guys were kind of in a similar kind of you know career and i'm assuming she was probably like a little bit ahead in terms of like what she was doing so there's probably a lot of like really good guidance there on for for you for sure individually especially accumulatively we had a lot more going on with that facebook shit but she was in terms of her instagram and youtube stuff she was doing very like she she was was very niche yeah she was exactly she was a creator she was her own identity and it was quite inspiring for me too because i was like wow like who this is she is you, you know what do. i mean but like she's yeah. just made this of herself just from what the consistency youtube being likable approachable and that that's what's so crazy man like and, and it's kind of the 
cool in a way or one of the things i love about doing this like fucking millions of people listen to this and i don't get fucking bothered by people no cunt knows who i am it's like spread all over the world and it's like it's so sick that you can do you know be like chloe that have this huge audience and these people that are like invested in the content that you create but it comes with like none of the bullshit of being you know like super fucking well known not everybody knows you not everybody's in, yeah. in your business and but you can have like a really great lifestyle by like creating this content that you want to create like hannah montana you get the best of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know uh i don't know how i'd go with uh with her haircut <laughs> run, run like the, i reckon you can run it run, run the wig no you're on a pretty fast haircut that's a that's a fast runner's haircut that actually. is a rude back I absolutely fucking love it, dude. I actually put up a poll the other day and I was like, keep it or cut it? And everyone, I was like, 81% was like, cut it. I was like, I'm what? Keep, I was like, I'm keeping it. You have a shit following. <laughs> I need to rejig it, don't yeah, I? Yeah, I know. You start a new account. I need, to, yeah, I need to look for some new supportive audience. Start a new account with like just that back bit. As just call it Mitch's profile. mullet. Yeah. Dude, I could shave the gnarliest mullet into my fucking head right now. I'd love to see it. Oh, it might happen at some point. Maybe. Gotta set him. Maybe we set him a, a, a milestone goal for how many X downloads and when it gets to that, the Million comes. a month. Million a month. So once he hits a million a month, he's going to be doing a mullet live Mil- on his Instagram. Million, million on iTunes. We, fu- we fucked up the YouTube millions. That, that We've already hit that, but the million on iTunes would be all right. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty sick though that you guys got into that kind of relationship on the same kind of path. I feel like that's a struggle for a lot of people in relationships especially being young you know like that that's one of the cool things looking at you guys is like you're you're like a young family that sort of shit doesn't happen yep. that much these days 100 percent. and i've we've done a lot of growth together and apart in our relationship because we were both so young and we both went through so much different like individual shit like mm. our foundation wasn't that solid by the time it got to like the part that mattered so even still like to today we do a lot of work individually separate to each other and what's that look like so i mean you're obviously doing this you know fitness wellness kind of deal more so we give each other you know how in a relationship right there's a lot of pressure around so say you're my girlfriend yeah there's a lot of pressure around you making me feel good yes and me making you feel good yes we make each other we make our job to make ourselves feel good that's the only that's the only thing and then we can come together and be good together if we're not then we get to stay apart you know what i mean we but it was that energy dumping on stealing each other's energy and happiness and this and that and relying on it from you here. My cup's empty, your cup's full, I'm some And we're just like, it was just not fucking working. So we're like, our only job now that we look at and what's super, we found like, it's a bit in the gray and it's not conventional, but we're like, for us, the thing that matters to us most and for all now is that Artie, which is our son, has a really amazing household environment to grow up in like we want him just in the best environment possible for us to do that at the moment what that looks like is individually us filling up our own cups individually coming together to create that space but it wasn't working while 
we were trying to get that from each other because we couldn't give it to each other because individually we hadn't got ourselves to a point of happiness yet that we were ready to share it we we're just stealing it off each other yeah man that's such a good insight to have like i was in like my last relationship was like three years and uh and then we broke up like uh fuck uh, sometime 29 end of 2019 yeah and it was it was just that you know like i just felt like i felt like i had so much of my own shit going on i do like i ride motocross i do jiu-jitsu i try and do jiu-jitsu every single day i do competitions i'd go away for races i got this podcast i put everything into this podcast and then i had my partner and it was like on the other side of the coin it there wasn't that it wasn't matched of that same like not not striving i don't really like that word but just like knowing the thing that makes you fulfilled and then just drive selfishly doing that thing like that there was never anything from my end that was like oh man you're doing a lot of that not really hanging out with me it was just like fuck yeah go do that that's sick like go have fun you know and i just think like i felt like our relationship was um like every day was like a hey i don't know if i've ever tried to describe this but it's like to me i look at a relationship as like 70 years yeah right and it's like that's a long when you break that yep. down into days that's a long fucking time so i see like here's a bit of good here's a bit of bad yep. here's a bit of good here's a bit of bad oh this part's great something happens here like over that timeline there's just going to be so much fucking shit that goes down that's going to be good it's going to be bad and you just play the Laura averages. Yep. You know what I mean? Just have C plus days yep. every fucking day consistently. And then you'll get like the sum of its parts will be like this happy relationship. Yep. And I feel like I always would try my best. And I'll full disclaimer, as soon as when we broke up and I've had all this time alone, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I could have done way more shit better. You know what I yep. mean? So it's not like... I'm saying I'm, I'm perfect. Yeah, you can acknowledge your traits, yeah. yeah. So, but I felt like in, in a lot of relationships that I've been in, it's like that long game doesn't exist. The only thing that's in front of you is like the next eight hours. Yeah. Where are you going to be? What are you going to... And it's like, if you're not feeling... I'm like, oh, zoom out, go back, run back and look at this relationship. Like, I'll be with you for this and then this yep. and then... It's a long fucking time. Like, if I go away for two weeks right now and you drew that two weeks as red you know and then the In rest of the time years, yeah, yeah it's like you're not even gonna see it man and that's the way that i would try and look at relationships and the ones i've been in the past it's just like that it was so narrow-minded focus on like what was happening today is today this perfect day of a relationship and it just gets fucking exhausting when you wake up every day trying to like with that mindset you know i think personally today relationships are far too black and white like Mm. i think everything is gray these days everything is give and take everything like there's no one size fits all even in relationships so like i my view on it is you do whatever makes you individually both happy to create the best possible solution for your either just partnership or family and that's as simple as it is to me and so why do you think that that's not the case i beg your pardon like why do you think that's not the as case in, in society yeah most for the most part well it's it's probably just how we've grown up like mm. you know what i mean it's like even like you see it nowadays i've seen it a lot even through people that i know and follow where it's like you see back in the day when a couple would split up 
it would be divorce. Who gets the kids? These days, what do you see now? Co-parenting. Yeah, yeah. How does co-parenting work? It's two parents living in the same house, raising their kids mm. amicably for the best interest of the kid. You know what I mean? So there's something that's already progressed that wasn't a thing back in the day. Imagine if you said to our parents back in the day when you got divorced, you guys were going to live together and then the kids were going to be in the same house and you guys were going to hate each other but live there. And like, it wouldn't have happened. So yeah. I feel like we're slowly coming evolving. Out, evolving and coming out of it. But I reckon even like the way that everything's going relationships as a whole are going to be so less black and white than they are these days yeah man that's it is going to be interesting going forward how much it does change like uh you'd go dude i went to like tons of swinger parties in the u.s <laughs> and, like you'd see the craziest shit in america that was going down over there that like i'd fucking never never seen before and you'd have to think like I don't know. I've thought about the whole like polyamory thing before and whether it would work to have like multiple partners and shit. Like, because like uh, if you look at what we've done for most of human history, like we weren't in these monogamous no relationships. Way. Like it's only been, you know, fuck that, a couple thousand Since we put in social years. constraints, really. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we've spent more time as these polyamorous non-monogamous apes than we have with these strict guidelines yeah and i mean i don't know like if you've looked back into much of that sort of shit but like a lot of the modern relationship type shit came from uh the introduction of agriculture so like before agriculture there was no there was really no such thing as like property like until they put dividing lines and said like this is a farm this is a fence that keeps out people that can steal your crops or animals and then it was like you're gonna live in this house with this you know your partner and then your kid there was just this onus that became on like property and property boundaries and relationships kind of like fell into that category of of ownership yeah of ownership yeah and then you add in like obviously the church and yeah you kind of end up in 2020 where fucking chicks want to go through your phone and <laughs> you know what I mean? But like for, for the longest part of, of history, like this isn't how it was. Like, and, and yeah. you can't, so that my argument would be like, you can't say it's natural. Like I see the value in it kind of, but I mean, even raising kids, like would it be better to raise kids in a house where it's just like you and your missus or would it be better to raise a kids in like a real big house with like your brother and his wife and their kid and then you then then the two grandparents you know both sides and then you got like 10 that would be way easier to fucking raise a kid right and this is where it comes back to the same thing like i feel like everything these days is too black and white where it doesn't need to be there's Mm. so many solutions out there that exist that can be perfect for you but we're just scared to do them because of how society's going to react yeah no definitely i will say though that i've thought about it and i just really don't think fucking other people's move when, no. you're, when you're trying to raise when you a put kid it, like when you put it all. like that yeah yeah because yeah i've thought about like just that concept of like this wasn't how it was this this is a harder way to do it but yeah i guess whatever with you know there's a lot of cultural programming that makes it like not okay like jealousy becomes a very yeah. real feeling it's human nature really gets in the play well i don't even know if you could call it human nature as much as it's culture you know because there's places all over the world where like the 
one of the main reasons why so true that's a good monogamy wasn't a thing right like in terms of pretty much all culture not nature i like that it's true i like that culture not nature well it it has to be because you you look at like the the genetic benefits of it's not, not what, it's what we're taught not what we're insti- like not what oh, instinct yeah yeah no mm. well the the instinct is like so this is what's more beneficial right so if you're in like a a setting like a village setting and all of the children nobody knows who the parents are so like none of the fathers would know who is their kid and who's not their kid the the males or the men in the village look after all children equally because there's no there's no way that you can favor one or another and that's like um wow a lot of monkeys and shit like the the female monkey would just fuck like a bunch of dudes so that none of the those like it still happens in the animal kingdom so that so they none don't know of who the, the father is yeah none of the um other chimps or you know apes or whatever will know which one is their kid so that they don't fuck up the fuck up the babies wow. so like that's hectic i didn't know that yeah so that's what when people say it's like not human nature it's like well oh, when people say it's human nature i'm like i don't no, know it's if human that's, culture i don't know if that's true it's more yeah it's human culture it's good that was really well said i like that i learned something new there and then it's like if it was human nature then a dude wouldn't want to fuck another chick but those urges come up don't they <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like and it's culture that says that you can't say that yeah but yeah i don't know it's um I think it, it's definitely the move, though, not to. Yeah, I think I've so figured, too. I've figured that out <laughs> yeah. over time. But yeah, um, when, so when did you guys come to that, I guess, acknowledgement that like, okay, we need to not, or like we need to focus on ourselves first. And then how did that change just like the day-to-day living situation? Like, did well, shit get better? Yeah, well, what happened was we were when when we worked out it was working was when we moved into our new house when we had Artie so we had Chloe wasn't getting as our sleeping wasn't as good obviously because we were co-sleeping with Artie yeah and then we had a new house and then upstairs there was another bedroom set up with a TV and stuff like that I spent a lot of time upstairs. Anyway, we found out like oh, then some. It started off by like the first, like night I'd fall asleep upstairs in that room watching TV while she was napping with Artie, and then I'd wake up in the morning and like I was like, fuck, like excited to see her, all that sort of stuff. And then we just slowly thought like it seems to be the case that when we are doing our own thing at night filling up our like because she's into very different stuff to me now that's the thing when you've yeah. like th- through growth like she's into like full metaphysics she's very much in oh fuck yeah into like the the spiritual world like the things that she watches and reads up on like it's nothing like yeah. that i'm interested in yeah to be real you know what i mean so that's fucking dope though but exactly and my thing is like why should I then force her to be interested in what I'm interested in or she does that to me where it's like we sit there at the couch and then she wants to watch that but we have to spend this time together so it's like, you know, we're sitting there not doing... Then one of us is on, on our phones because the, the other things are Where it's like, okay, if you just do what you want to do tonight and what you really want to do, I do what I really want to do tonight, go to bed, wake up the next day, it's like your cup's full, my cup's full, I'm excited to see you and then you have your day together. We do our own... We, like sometimes we do our own thing during the day or other times we're just with Artie all day doing breakfast, cafe, work, whatever. But we just found it worked. Fuck, dude. I love that, man. You, you're so right. That that 
time of um, oh we should watch this show oh we watched that we've already night. watched oh, that I don't want to watch yeah. that and then it's like one's on their phone it's like oh did you hear that turn it back it's like you're not wanting to do this and neither am I so why are we doing it all it's doing is creating resentment between us when it doesn't need to you can literally do everything you want I'm here I'm in the room I'm not going I've got fucking the next 50 years you know what I mean like yep. it's yeah. all good zoom out we together yeah. we in this bitch for a yeah. hot minute exactly yeah fuck that's really cool man you're a bit of a G in that sense <laughs> and she sounds like a bit of a G too we're just like there's there's ways with we just refuse to believe like everything's black and white like that like we just think like it's sick tri- having a partner that's on the same fucking mm. page as that too you know it's trial and error and we can always re- that's as we said we said okay like by me staying upstairs you being downstairs what's the worst that could happen like you know what i mean like we try it it might be good it might be bad if it's bad we just, just don't do it like there's plenty of time for trial and error like this is a, a long life we've got like we're young now let's just try see what works and so with you being young like you guys are super young right because she's younger than you she's right? 22 so in my head i'm 33 so like me at 22 i'm like there ain't no fucking way that i know enough about myself and i know that looking at me like i know yeah. that now like i can look back at the 22 year old me i'm like fuck dude i got i had no idea like i couldn't have been with the same person like i'm i'm so fucking i'm so different but then i think that you would i'd look back and be like oh there was still a lot of insecurities back at 22 like i would have i would have been like what i'll never be able to fuck another chick again like <laughs> and then when you look back and you're like ah oh, that's uh, just insecurity and yeah. a lot of the reasons why i would say that is i mean a not really find the right person but you know i'd probably even if i fucking did i i don't think i would have made it work so like on you guys like on your end like what was it for you that made you be like we good hmm it's a hard question it's a very hard question i think that i think what we worked out was can you say it again i need to i need to think well, about like, it again so for me it's like you know all of those insecurities when you're young would be like the things that would have stopped me from like committing to having a kid and yeah you know what i mean like starting this life with a person at, at a young age but like how, how did you guys overcome okay that? so for us we've always been on the same page when it comes to say like a soul level whereas her morals my morals her way of parenting my way of parenting yeah. the way that we see the big picture the way the thing we know no matter what happens between us we are both such respectful honest and good people that we will never ever jeopardize what happens between us for arty you know yeah. what i mean so for what we've created so worse comes to, to worse if shit fucking ev- hits the fan and we don't end up together we are always gonna create that space for Artie because we're selfless people yeah we, we want that best life best environment for Artie so we can make that work and i authentically and honestly believe that in her and she believed that in me that's why we were so committed to you know this can't go too bad yeah 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 that makes sense and then i guess like just what on a personal level then in you was like i'm done with all the partying and i'm done with the you know because like i just couldn't keep up bro i couldn't i couldn't keep faking it you know what i mean like i was just like i was forever trying to catch up and i was just i was just done with it all and then she'd gone through a lot of growth and a lot of change and i was like i I either catch up or i'm left behind and like so she was gonna leave you behind you reckon she was outgrowing me rapidly yeah because she was on her own journey she'd already started her own 
journey you know what i mean and it's like you either catch up or you get left behind she didn't never said it she never you know put the ultimatum out there but it was like look what you're doing look what i'm doing like this shit ain't lining up yeah fuck man yeah no she sounds like a bit of a g and it's a cool it seems like a yeah pretty cool dynamic yeah you guys have got going on it and it's, it's cool to share that kind exactly. of exactly it's far from conventional but it, it it works for us and we love it man one of the big things i think fucks a lot of relationships as well is people caring about what other people think about their relationship like their friend group or their they're like oh but you know we've stopped going to these dinners and we used to go to these dinners all the time and it's <laughs> like it's our thing and you know like and then they said that you just yeah, get into like, all that bullshit, you know, and a lot of people will end I mean, up it's like just you keeping zoom up. Out, yeah, what happens? And it's you're just irrelevant. Like, yeah, but it's just this keeping up with the Joneses thing that that um, kind of gets people fucked up. Like, oh, we're not doing this enough. We're not doing that enough. Everybody else is doing this. It's yeah. like it's pretty hard to run your own race these days. And the thing is, fuck, I might be doing it wrong. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We're just, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here with the answers. Yeah. I'm just here with like open, honest truth. This is how your I'm living, story, and this yeah. is what we're doing. And it's our journey to fuck up. If we fuck it up, hey, we'll wear it on the chin. At least it's our. I can comfortably live with the fact that if I fuck this up or this doesn't go how to plan, it was my decision. I can live with my own decision. What I can't live with is making decisions based on other people's decisions being like the social norm if i do it because i believe that's what everyone else does and then it's not what i like then i can't live with that because i wasn't even believing in it in the first place but this is what i truly inside believe is the right thing to do happy to be proven wrong if i am i can live with my own decision yeah it's pretty cool man that kind of accountability is fucking hard to have eh? Mm, I, i think and i think it's slowly came with discipline yeah and like i've proved like i I, something something went off inside me with this whole transformation and i think it's that i just have this massive trust in myself now that i know i can you you are what you do not what you say you'll do and like i know i do it now so yeah i've got a bit more trust and faith in myself now and i feel like that just leads to progression yeah dude no that's so true i read this book on uh depression and anxiety and this guy, the author, basically categorized anxiety um, as like any time where you want to you want to control the outcome and you're fixated on just one outcome and you're fixated on that one outcome because that's the one that you back yourself in. You don't back yourself in the 99.99% of other variables that could fucking happen. Like at any point in... I mean, when we're, we're not in control of our lives, really, like no. at any, there's just so much fuck. There's so many other atoms Moving around factors. crashing yeah. around, and you know, you can get fucking. Someone can run up your ass, you can fuck your neck for six months. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, like there's it's just as simple as it. it's true. And, and so, when you're like cling, trying to cling to this one outcome, that's where you know that anxiety comes from. And what this author said in the book was, if you can. Anytime you hit a situation where you start to feel like that anxiety, you start to feel like you're not going to get the outcome that you want to happen and that you're clinging to, then that is the the issue that's underneath that is a lack of trust in your ability to overcome any situation. So it seems like what what you're explaining kind of is in line with that to where you're like I've just got trust in the outcome being there exactly I don't know how it's going to get there but I have faith that it will it will arise yeah and you're okay with 
multiple things yeah. happening. Because, Anything, really. Th- yeah, because... As long as my happiness is still intact, like, any outcomes, uh, like, I'm open to, you know what I mean? Like, I... That's it's a that's a really good way to put it because I feel like that's gen that that cements how I feel about what mm. I do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, when you explained it like that. That's what came to mind. And I might get the name of that. Book yeah, off yeah. You. I should called, feel like I should read um, it now. Ronan, do you want to? Um, Fingers. I've got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle. Cool, have you seen that? <laughs> no, Every that? time Dave Chappelle's on Joe Rogan and the guy gets on the screen, he's like. Fingers. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, fuck, what's it called? Um, self-talk, a guide to depression and anxiety. I can't remember the author's name. It's fucking really good. The course, I've spoken about this book a bunch. A bunch of people that listen to the podcast have also read this book. Awesome. Yeah, it's a That's pretty, really good to know that. Yeah, it's oh. a pretty cool one. Um, um, yeah, to anxiety and depression... Nah, keep going. Anxiety and depression. Or self-coaching, maybe. Sorry. Yeah, and then go self-coaching. Yeah. uh, Fuck. Oh, go to that one. Sorry, guys. I'm really fucking this. It's (laughs) it's normally right there, but I've let it... um, Yeah, that's it right there. Self-coaching by Joseph... Jay Luciani. It's a bit wanky at the start, to be completely honest. Um, but where it got really good was I'll get my email off the screen there, Ron. BJ's. Another podcast. Uh, you know Renee Gracie? No, I don't. Oh, it's her podcast. Um, Sounds like a fun podcast. It is a fun podcast. Um, but yeah, the, so the start of the book is it's got kind of hard to kind of go it talks about your child reflex and all yep. kind of yeah whatever and uh but then it, it gets into uh this was probably the thing that helped me the most with that book like that that overarching concept definitely helped me out in terms of the like getting my head around what anxiety is in terms of as like a concept have you heard what what's the saying um that what is it anxiety is living in the future future, depression's living in the past past. i feel like that's very true and one thing i feel like that's probably why you're a weed smoker is do you find that helps you be present um i would the way that i describe weed so i've had i had insomnia for most of my childhood so like i just didn't sleep at all and it was torturous like i'd get into these crazy um i'd get into these like crazy states where i'd i'd only got an hour or two of sleep a night for like a week and then by the end of the week i was having like night terrors and just like that's not that's not sustainable nah nah and i did you know what's crazy though dude like you know you say you fucking weren't a school dude as soon as i as soon as i left school it stopped and i like as soon as i was by myself no school no more insomnia but sleeping was always like a big problem and i just found that the like I, I didn't, I never smoked weed until I was probably like 24 and I was in America, I was in America right when it got, it got legalized. legalized. Isn't, isn't, I don't know much about the science stuff of it, but isn't it like after 25, isn't that where it becomes safer to smoke Well, weed? any, any drugs because your brain's, brain's still developing until yeah, yeah. about 24. Um, and I think that the... So I come like I come from Cairns. There was like a lot of drug stuff going on up yep. there. It was pretty bad. Like I, I would have told you at twenty four, 
when I first turned 24 that I would have never done a drug in my life. I'd yeah. literally never done anything because it just had such like a gnarly... There's just a lot of gnarly shit around it. 100%. Well, I remember like back in the day, I don't know if this just happened to your parents, like a current affair come on, it'll be yeah. a drug story. Your parents would sit you around and be like, watch this. Watch this. this is what happens. So don't do drugs that'll ruin your life. And you sit there and go, I'll never do that. I'll Fuck never that. touch drugs. I'll never smoke. I'll never drink. Look at it. It kills you. No way. Yeah. That... That goes away quickly <laughs> at some point. And you turn Alcohol, and and you're clubs like, and bitches. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, yeah, I was there right around when it was getting legal, and then I was working for, um, like Red Bull was my one of my like bigger clients over there, and one of the photographers that was like my fucking idol. Like I looked up to this dude like crazy, and uh, and I started working with him, and the guy was the fucking coolest dude I've ever met in my entire life still to this day wow an insanely good homie stoner like 24-7 fucking blazed and I would have told you that anybody that lived like that was a piece of shit that was the, the the connotation that I had in my head so I think that's probably that's probably like it was like a the like the brick wall got fucking blown down yeah because you, know? you probably or when you hear stoner all you think about is that guy that sits in his room with a bong watching cartoons doesn't turn the lights on you know Which what I mean you can be that guy yeah like there's, that's the that's the same it's literally the exact same thing it's just one choosing to use it differently and that's where it's like the same thing it's like I can't do cocaine because when I do cocaine I do lots of cocaine yeah. I can't stop doing cocaine and I can't stop thinking about cocaine but someone else might be able to have one or two lines and that's their night done they don't think about it again and that's why they can use it and I can't yeah that that's one of the that's one of the things like I'm, I'm careful when I talk about drugs and stuff because like whatever that gear is dude like whatever you've got that just lets you do fucking line after line after I don't have it yeah I fully don't it's just not in me man and that's like, where that's why like with what we were saying in that conversation like we're not experts we don't have the answers we don't know anything this is like this is a personal story to me i'm not i don't have any qualification i don't even do research this is all my own answers for my own problems you know what i mean and anyone else's what they're doing like it's up to them you know what i mean zero judgment yeah no definitely and so that was when i moved there i met that guy and then everybody was smoking weed and they were all people that I looked up to like crazy. So I was like, f- like it was like a sh- earth shattering thing for me because I was so anti-drugs. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, this, this is like, it, it really fucked with my head. And, and after that, it made me curious as to why, why is it sold to me like this? Why, if there are these people out there that are like highly functioning and it's like they've just figured out that whatever reason it's just better yeah you know like they just do better when they smoke weed and then it it was a pretty slow thing for me but we'd go on these trips and he'd be like hey man like smoke some weed before bed and blah 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 and uh i'd started sleeping and i just slept fucking insane and then i found more and more like over time as i would smoke weed more or I'd smoke weed in a different circumstance where you thought like, oh, I can't be stoned for that. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I don't want to be high for that. And it's like, after a while, you just, you can figure out. And there's some stuff where like, 
I won't get stoned. Like, I will not get super stoned before I do a podcast. Like, sometimes <laughs> we'll smoke weed during a podcast or, you know what I mean? But I, it, it's not like a thing where I'm like, I'm better at podcasting when I'm stoned. Yep. I'm not. So I fucking don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Motocross. So you've got discipline around it. Yeah. And that's mo- the key, I feel like. If you can have discipline around what you're doing, then you're in control. Yeah, for sure. And I just, I know like motocross, no weed. <laughs> don't do weed when I ride motocross. Jiu-jitsu, fuck yeah. Get stoned most times I roll. But, you know, you kind of go through that process. And you learned from it yourself. You know, you weren't told by people. You didn't have someone come up to you and go, you can't smoke weed because if you smoke weed, you're going to do this. Or you're going to, you saw people doing it in real life you had your own real experience from it you drew inspiration from what parts you liked about it and didn't like about it and that's what how you tailored your life to it and i feel like there's nothing wrong with that once again if that worked for you you're happy you're living your life fucking smoke your weed bro you know what i mean like and some people drink oat milk yeah (laughs) i drink oat milk some people can't do dairy i can do fucking dairy i'm just doing dairy you know i love dairy i love ice cream like (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, that that was my, I guess, like how and, and why. But I, I found out, yeah, I just found scenarios where it felt like my brain worked better. I feel like when I'm around people that would normally like agitate me or, you know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd feel, um, I don't know, just not as calm. Then it would give me a chance to be like more calm around those yeah. people. Dude, straight up improved my relationship with my dad. Like, me and my dad, would, we're just like wow. fire and fire. Well, yeah. do you feel like because maybe weed sort of strips back your ego? Well, I mean, there's like a bigger, bigger conversation there around that because I got to this point doing this podcast where... And, and I think because like I was no... Like, was nobody slash am nobody, um, I didn't want to look as the show started getting bigger i and i was had something to say at at times and i had this thing of like oh people are going to think that i'm doing this out of ego and that i want to be something and that i'm trying to be famous and and that really fucked with me so for like there's probably like a year period where i was just really in my head about don't look like you've got an ego don't look like you've got an ego don't talk like you've got an ego and so that was just fucking on this constant cycle in my head and then i kind of would keep going like following down the rabbit hole i read like ego is the enemy by ryan holiday i read meditations by marcus aurelius like i started reading books that i could find about the ego because when you said chloe's real into metaphysics like i fucking love that shit and uh so i would always be reading i was trying to find the answer about the ego through like philosophy because I was super into philosophy and met- metaphysics. Yeah. And I just couldn't really find anything there. And then I'd wanted to meditate as like a life hack yeah. type deal of like, you know, it'll improve my mood, it'll do this, and maybe it'll help me sleep a bit more, maybe this and maybe that. So I started like looking into meditation. I I read a book by Robert Dispenza called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. This was right around the time where like I was breaking up with my ex as well. So pretty much like, dude, just, I just wasn't doing good. You know, like I was in terms of in my own head and like I hadn't rationalized a bunch of the shit that I was doing, the way that I was feeling. And that ego thing really was like stuck in my head and the show was getting bigger. And I kind of was like, fuck, if I don't figure out a way to be okay with this whole like, 
ego thing and not wanting to look like I got an ego because not wanting to look like you have an ego is ego. is ego exactly and like I was just like I got stuck there and then so I read this book Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza and it was a bit too much for me and then I've always followed Sam Harris and I liked his podcasts um, and I like a lot of the way that he talks about certain things but I, I didn't really I'd heard everything where he spoke about spirituality and meditation but it, I'd never listened to it like oh I listened to it but I didn't hear it kind of thing and then uh, I was driving I'd pretty much like just broke up with my ex yep. and I put on the his book Waking Up and uh, it was an audio book I drove down to Melbourne by myself I just fucking dipped and uh, and I read this book and I started I started meditating and uh, or like doing you know his practice not, not just meditating like I researched the fuck out of it like I read every book I read like four books by the Dalai Lama last year I read books on Zen I read books on I just read everything listen to podcasts watch movies like all sorts of shit so I think that that was probably a big thing in the my dad deal because it, I, I did you like, did the work yeah it, it did I did let me because the 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 goal of meditation in the in the way that I look at it in the non-duality kind of way is to like see where the self is in every situation yep like if you're arguing with somebody that's this self going against this self and if you really look for yourself it's just a voice in your head and it appears in the same way that a fucking bird tweeting on the yeah. branch outside. It's you all are not just, your thoughts. Yeah, it's they're all... Just, they're they're just, passing things. Yeah, they're appearing, they come, they go. And after a while, you can kind of... you When you're meditating in the way that I am, it's just like looking through myself, seeing through myself in every situation and removing that ego. And then it, it got me to a place with doing this podcast where I was like... I'm tripping on nothing. Yeah. Like there really isn't it. There isn't this ego. Like the, the ego that I think I have is only a thing because I think, think about it. Thing. You know what I mean? So I'd say like that helped. And then the weed stuff probably helps as well. But now it's like kind of a, now it's kind of a weird deal to where I think that I had some kind of, there's some kind of insight that I got through that process of reading and spending. Like I, I sat, like hundreds and hundreds of sessions of meditation like as as gnarly as you've gone with the running like i went into that and uh and there was just a change of perspective and then it's just different so what is it i i I actually posted it today i feel like it's i like the quotes that you post yeah but i feel like this is very um on par with exactly what you're saying yeah i always enjoy watching your quotes i don't like that many people's quotes and I feel like this is what you just went through with your meditation. Once a person's mind is expanded with an idea or a concept, it can never be satisfied to going back to where it was. Mm. And I feel like that's probably what happened with your meditation, your reading and stuff like that. You, you understood the concept yeah. of what it was and now you can't go back to that. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Once you really see something clearly, you can't. Clearly. And that's it. again, not once you see it or you have an idea. It's like, but when you really clearly see it, like it's like, you can't go back. It's like, I could never go back to that person I was because I, I, I see too clearly now yeah, what life yeah. feels like, looks like, and is meant to be like. Like, there's nothing that could entice me to get back there. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, and I feel like whatever that insight is that I'm talking about is something that is going to develop over time. For and sure. And it's something that 
And it's like what you said, you still got to do the work. Like I still have to sit down every day. Like I did it before I come to work and I'll do it before I go to bed. And it's the same fucking thing every single day. Mm. And now like I've started going in float tanks and um, like I can kind of do the, ask the same kind of questions to get to the same sort of place like in myself. So it's like, a, I think it's an evolving thing, but yeah, it's it was definitely that case of like, you have some kind of shift in the way that you see everything. And, and like, it is to the point where I don't really know, I wouldn't even know how to think about, like, think how I used to think in a way, <laughs> you know, like I still find my, I still find myself lost in thought. I still find myself getting bad moods. I still, all of those things from. But where you, where you see them now, you immediately acknowledge them for being in the wrong. Whereas once upon a time you see them and you think that is you. Yeah, you just fully, con- you just fully connect with yeah. it. Yeah. Nah, it's fucking, it's a, it's a trip. So I, yeah, I think that I went through, <laughs> it's a trip. I went through that in the, I guess, in the way that you've gone through the transformation that you've had with the running stuff. And yep. not I say running is probably a very broad term for like everything that you But you've it's done. also a pretty good metaphor too because what was I doing? Running from yeah. everything. Yeah, that's true. It's like true, now right? I've just caught up. So what was the the process and like how did you pick the 3Ks because I feel like that's a pretty smart number and like so how did that all start? Okay, so I think it was Mike Tyson that said it. He said discipline is doing something that you hate every day but doing it like you love it yeah and I was like okay what do I hate fucking running I have hated it my whole life so I was like I need to do a run every day this I was like on January 1st I started it but I was like December something like that I was like okay I need to think of something that I'm gonna do every day next year that I fucking hate and I was like I knew in my head straight away within the first like one second I knew exactly what it was and I was like oh, it's gonna be running isn't it I was like, all right. So I set off on a few runs and I was like, I'm going to have to find like something that's like going to one, push me, but two, like not be too easy, but it's like, I I need to work it out. And I found 3K was the perfect thing because it was hard, but it wasn't long enough to be like, oh, this is actually like impossible, but it wasn't short enough to be like, fuck, I'm going to have to do this every day really quick if I don't, you know what I mean? Like if it was 2K, like I'd have to be literally sprinting to be getting better you know what I mean whereas I felt like three was that perfect yeah. medium range and yeah I just set off on on the challenge to do it and now I just love it yeah so talk me through the first weeks of this whole thing oh I didn't get I, I, I think it was about I didn't get even close to enjoying a run or feeling good in a run or not sore on anything till at least the 40th day 40 plus really then I was started to be like hold on like I finished this run. It was quicker. I've woken up. I'm less sore. I'm going to run again. Hold on. I, I, I held that pace and I'm not sore. Like, wait, what's happening now? I don't even stretch before I run. Like, th- this morning's run, I got out of my car, put my things in, pressed start on Strava, sprinted 3K, pressed stop. That was it. Got in my car and come here. What? Yeah. That's gnarly. And it's, I, I, I don't, this is my thing too. This is personal experience. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but yeah, like, yeah. I feel like over 140 days of doing something every single day, my body's adapted to it now. Like I, that's the only way I know how to explain it. Like it, it knows what it's going to be doing. Once that run starts, it goes, okay, I, I, this is familiar. This happens every day. And then it just, I get through it now. 
Yeah, man, that's insane. Like the, it's a, it's such a, it's such a good level of discipline to achieve. And I bet that you're able to apply that to everything, every single thing that you do. Well, because I now know that something I fucking hated, I love it because mm. I do it every day. Like something's hard. I just know if I do it enough, I'm going to end up loving it anyway. Yeah, that is true. What have you got? Like uh, the whole runners high thing going on? Yeah big time it's such a thing really yeah explain like, it to me because i just i've never got there with so running. it's like the, I, I find there's two different runners highs there's one where it's like you'll get into like almost like a bit of a trance where you hit like a pace and like you won't get faster you won't get slower but you feel like you could just run all day and like i've hit that before where i'm like okay i'm not stopping right now i'm just gonna keep running and when that happens it's like it's just a mad feeling it's like you're just like it's like you're in the car and you've pressed cruise control you take your foot off the accelerator you're not on the brake and you're just cruising you've got the same breath same everything and you're like this isn't getting easier isn't getting harder and you just take off so like that's that's my favorite sort of runner's high but then there's like the runner's high of i did a half marathon to raise money for a um this little girl called oakley and we raised $50,000 for her. She wow. was um, given six months to live for the family. I did a half marathon for that. And I'd never ran 21K before. But that finishing moment, like, that was a very big runner's high too. Yeah, so you got more of the high, not from running right. itself, but, more but so like the like accomplishment. The, the accomplishment, the like, of the, the breaking down and, like, you know, pushing your body through, like, that extreme how how was that like how hard was that run honestly when i got to 15k's i was fucked like everything started just getting hard but it was also i timed it wrong it was like 33 degrees oh. so the home stretch sucked but if i did it again now i'd i think i'd be i'm gonna do another half marathon very soon i think just to because i feel like i'll be able to way better and so what is uh what is a new goal like has there been new shit that's come up on this year because like if you just go yeah. a year just doing the three k's a day like you're just gonna get so fucking good so at it. my new i actually can't really talk too much oh, yeah, about fine. my new goal but what this has led into is it's eventually lead like i didn't know why i was doing it like i said you know how you just sit back and you trust and you have faith in what you're doing I knew it would lead to something. I wasn't sure what, but like I found my something. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's now what I'm working on in the background. Yeah, that's so sick. It's such a good time to do it with COVID too. Like no one's really able to travel and yeah. you're kind of stuck at home. And I know a lot of people that have, I guess, committed to... Yours is a pretty extreme example, but there's a lot of people that have... Doing some cool things and big yeah, things. Heaps yeah. of people. That's what like... That's why it's like... I. I hate sort of like I don't want to be like that person's like look at me I'm the only one doing it like it's like there's actually a lot of people doing some fucking awesome things out there and a lot like and a lot mm. yeah definitely are you like are you thinking about things that you can do in the years that follow this as well like yeah. have you got a plan for next year and you, yeah. yeah isn't that insane yeah. that you can go from being a dude that had all of these fucking issues yeah. and all of these problems to now like visualizing and i'm sure whatever is in your head for these next few years is like fucking gnarly. nuts it's nuts but it's like well i've proved this was possible so like what's impossible now like i don't know i just i don't set constraints or restrictions anymore i just 
let it come let it be and i just know if i show up for myself every day and anything's possible yeah no definitely did you did you one of the things like whenever i'm doing stuff like jujitsu is kind of my yardstick i get or like the thing that i'll kind of measure against because it's similar it's like pretty hard you sort of try and do it every day and you can see that's boxing that's boxing yeah it'd be the yeah same sort of shit like and do you feel like um with the so like jiu-jitsu is a good one and stretching for me is another good one like i put a lot of effort into stretching that's amazing because i reckon stretching requires more discipline than anything because it's fucking boring so fucking boring but you know what weed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's my fucking time to really that's you get stoned and you just fucking sit and chill i i use stretching as like a um like i lean into the pain and try and like focus on the pain but one of the i guess like a meditation sort of style thing is like drop a concept like pain is just a concept it's just a label that that you're putting like um so there's a really a good way of thinking about this is like you could have identical twins like let's say there's another mitch sitting right there but his name is brian yeah and you're born on the same day you're identical twins everything's exactly the same you like working out brian hates hates working out but you get told by benny to do the do 25 squats each right you do the squats as a guy that likes working out and you've got this crazy pain that's burning in your legs but that pain is associated in your mind as a concept with positivity. And then your brother, Brian has (laughs) that pain. That's going exact same pain. You guys are exactly the same physically. And that pain that's associated with him is so bad in his mind because like on your end, you're going, this means that when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to be sore. That's fucking sick. I love being sore. I'm going to get bigger. Let like there's all this shit that runs through your head. And then there's the, it, it's the same pain, but it runs through here. Oh, I'm going to be fucking sore today. I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to be sore when I'm sitting at my desk at work tomorrow. So it's like the feeling that's being presented to the body is identical, but the concepts that surround that feeling are completely different. Wow. One's causing a person a, a level of suffering in terms of like mental suffering at the level of the self. And then the other, like yours, is there's no suffering. That's growth. Growth. There's like pleasure in that. There's a way for you to um, enjoy it. So I guess like when I'm stretching, I'm trying to get it to the point where it's like pain isn't even a positive because I'm getting better at stretching. There's just no such thing as pain. There's just the feeling. Like whatever it is, the feeling of stretching. And like, so I try and drop like boring doesn't exist. Pain doesn't, like nothing exists. All there is is just like, paying very close attention to what that pain actually feels like without calling it anything at all yeah wow i love that and that makes it if you can keep your head in it and that makes it not really painful it makes it not super boring man there's times like i'll be in a stretch i don't even know how long i'm in it just straight chilling for as long as long as it takes and you know sometimes even like i'll i'll do it at night before bed and just like fall asleep in like a certain stretch and then i wake up like oh fuck and then i like either go to bed or switch it up but um, (laughs) i'm just imagining you now like a contortionist asleep (laughs) with like your legs around your head and i wake up with your groins in two (laughs) well it's like that the the best one's that pigeon pose you know when you put like your legs at like 90 degrees and you just fall forward you just fucking put yep. your forehead on the floor and just fucking lay there and then you, you wake up like 20 minutes later and your fucking whole chest is on the floor <laughs> but um but yeah it's uh it's just like a, a 
I guess the way that you look at the things that you're being presented with. That's um that's cool that you said boxing is like that for you because that's what I said with Benny. Like when I watch all the stuff that you guys post with boxing, it looks like you guys are legitimately trying to get good at boxing. Yeah, I feel like that's like sadly the way that I started it and the way that it's all happened was like I the first involvement I ever had with boxing was like the influencer boxing card where I hit pads for eight weeks then got knocked out in a ring and then that oh, was it. What? Yeah, like that was that was my entry level to boxing. And Fuck, I was like, tell, tell me about that experience. Oh, like it was, I, I did the pretended to contender fight. Like I literally just hit pads did a few sparring sessions and then did like an exhibition fight with like, who Jared, against this guy called Elias who like if you don't if you don't get him yeah, up yeah, actually can it. you get him up on Instagram like he's <laughs> like looks like What's Tarzan you know what I mean like cut it like fucking Greek god you know my, right my friend Elias just don't show my Instagram until there he up. is top one like that he's a big boy he'd already had a fight like he was a well-conditioned athlete i was still like you're a, a fucking idiot i was i was the why fat you, guy why'd you fight this i don't know that's this is this but this is where the, the the story is like it like you can see why i loved it yeah i got thrown the opportunity but my ego was so big i was like fuck yeah i'll fight anyone i don't care like what had like, you ever even I've never been done in anything ne- huh? i've been you? in street fights and i've been in fights being out and stuff like that but you okay. know, every hero thinks they can fight after that yeah, it's like yeah. me and benny laugh about it all the time every, he's like every time i get someone in the first time i'm like that was me like straight up yeah fought him lost and i was like fuck but i was like I, I was so embarrassed, everything like that. You know what comes with it, but I was Fuck, like, "It sucks losing a fight." Yeah, it sucked, and I was like, "But I was like, wait, like I really loved that sport, but I just feel like I didn't give it like the respect it deserved." Like, yeah, I should. that's so sick. Now, like fast forward, now it's like when I moved up to the Gold Coast, like I got Jacob Ng, which is one of my other coaches. He's you know really good boxer. And then there was Benny that I met, and I was like, "Why can't I train this sport?" like it's my profession yeah but just not put any pressure around fighting so i've been doing it like strictly like now for i think since it'd have to be since probably yeah jan december like four or five a week and sparring on weekends and like i love it but then everyone's like thinks i'm gearing up for some influencer fight there's nothing like that like i love the sport yeah i am a sponge i go in there i i don't even do it for like the hardest work ever. i just want to learn 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 and if in one two three four years i feel like having a fight or i feel like like applying that what i've learned then i'll do it if not though i don't care i'm loving every day that i train i love learning and i love the sport and i want to now pay it the respect that it deserves because when i started it i did it that's fucking cool man uh yeah like there's something to be said have you ever read um the a book called the war of art by stephen pressfield no so really good fucking book definitely you should read it. it's only small um but it's epic uh that's a bit like my dick <laughs> unreal same as, same as Ronan's. small but epic small but epic fast hits all right can we get elias off the screen now i keep getting jealous of him yeah he's a fucking rig isn't eh? he i would but you um, know what to his credit like we actually 
had a bit of like my ego couldn't take the loss and like we weren't on good terms after and shit like that but I actually seen him at the boxing in Melbourne only about a month oh, or two yeah. ago and like you know hugged it out and I was like you know like it was, it was great so I think we're even going to get some training in he lives in Byron now so get some more sparring and I'll have a session you know That's have a hit out cool. now that it's you know all been aired out and it's all good and I can accept that I've got knocked out well now that you can actually fight you understand that you probably don't really even want to fight that exactly but it's like not really the move and that's the that's the beauty about it I I like saying it's like high stakes chess like it's just strategic yeah yeah nah dude 100% the the book The War of Art Stephen Pressfield says be become a professional and that is the most like true statement that you can make well that's actually i, I yeah. want to be a professional boxer that doesn't box yeah, Is yeah. That, if that's not the weirdest thing ever but like the way i train and yeah. stuff like that i'm like i train it like it's my thing and like i want to be a pro boxer but whether i ever have a fight or not i don't care but i want to learn you want to live the lifestyle yes i want to learn as much as i can i want to absorb as much as i can i want to know as much as i can i want to spar as many people as i can like that's so fucking sick that's the way that you get good at shit that's the way that you grow and that's the way that you like really learn to appreciate things and that was probably like i've definitely in my life done i raced motocross forever like that was real consistent but then when i moved to america i couldn't really do it like i was too scared to get hurt i didn't have health insurance like it was just it wasn't worth it that's a gnarly thing in America isn't it dude I got fucked like the whole kidney thing there was like a whole story that I've said on you before I won't go through it with you but it was fucking gnarly wow but um yeah so I was just like I did it snowboarding so I was like I won't motocross but I'll fucking snowboard um but yeah so I just sort of stopped and then I'd like I just did a bunch of random things and I just didn't really stick to too much and then I started doing jujitsu and I just got like I think I'm four years into it now but I just got like so into it and the deeper you get into something the more you can appreciate it because you understand the little things exactly it's the meta when you get into the meta of things then it's like oh fuck and it'd be the same you'd probably feel that with running you'd feel that with boxing well even like that's what I love about boxing now when I watch boxing versus when I used to think I watched boxing like it's like you see that one big punch but what you don't realise is the other three or four punches to set up that punch that's making them drop their guard lift their guard bring it back you know what I mean it's the little things that you pick up and which you really appreciate that's why it's like I'm just like obsessed with all the little things because it's like when you it's like I'll learn something that's so small and it will take me weeks to get my head around but when you think about the like the highest level boxers they they're piecing together a hundred of those things at the same at time, the same time every second for 10 rounds yeah, you know yeah. what I mean without breaking constant like without fucking not even one thinking mistake, about it. You, they're on the canvas it's like where else is the stakes that high yeah no it's so cool and like you've got to the level now like you've done it long enough to get to the level where you can start to appreciate that exact concept yeah, and it's the like the art of it the, yeah. The, yeah and the, it's endless there's this yeah. I- infinite level like that's you know one of the big appeals for me with jiu-jitsu it's like this is infinite dude yeah. like my best friend who's a black belt is you know he's only a couple years older than me but he's been doing jiu-jitsu nine years and it's like he's a fucking black belt we still think that we're in the same point of our journey in terms of 
we've still got infinity left. Yeah. You know, there's because you can a, never know it all. No, nah, there's a, no, and it's this constant like changing thing. It's like the shifting sands. These, this comes into style. This comes into style. Yep. This comes into play. This new rule comes in, and there's just like so much, like uh, the and that's what you hear people say. Like they, oh, he does the basics so well. It's like a jab. You can throw yep. it. The jab's like the first thing that you land in or like that's my favorite punch the jab yeah and it's like that you could spend 20 years on a jab yeah that's a fucking crazy thing it's i love it i love it but yeah it's like uh i think that it's like one of my pieces if i ever give somebody advice will be like man just go deep the deeper you go the more there is to enjoy so true i'm it's good because I feel like I'm a bit like I'm a deep I go deep into everything like and I get like obsessed and addicted and I'll go deep as fuck and then I'm like oh this isn't for me I'll change to the next thing like I've been through so many different phases with so many things like I went through this massive table tennis phase where I went so deep into it like thought I was going to be the next Olympian (laughs) went through it with darts like I just find things and I'll be like I'll give it a real big crack and then I'll see but like boxing's been one that's like even like my partner my family like they all said like they've never seen something stick yeah. with me like that like it's been months and months and months and it hasn't gone away whereas the other ones were a bit more phases but I still went deep to see if that was the thing for me and it's like how do you know what's for you if you don't at least try everything and go like deep enough to at least give it a crack oh definitely and there's like there's beauty in that like I was I went super hard into surfing when I lived in America and now I can surf pretty good yeah like I could go anywhere and pretty much surf like I could go do a holiday in Bali and go surf. So, uh, yeah, I don't... That's not the thing that I... Like, I'm not waking up every morning to go out and surf, but I'm definitely not bummed that I went deep into surfing for a couple of years. It's probably something I'd love to add to my resume, to be honest. I wish... Especially living here. That's what I mean. It's like... I, fuck, I don't surf enough, but I got like a bunch of boards. I live 300 meters from the beach and I just never go there. But I've just decided with time. Like, you only get X amount of time. Mm. And I just decided, here's my list of it's shit not I do. Valuable. Yeah, I just here's my list of things, and if it's outside the list of things, I just say no. And it's, on that on that note, no surfing for me then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's fucking uh, it it frees it frees you up when you can. I get it comes back to that discipline, I guess. But um, yeah, I think one of the things that might I don't know if you've thought of it like this, but I think one of the things that might keep you in the boxing thing. Uh, at least for me with like jujitsu is this the humbling oh like yes. i just i just know and i talk about it all the time like i'm gonna train tonight right after we leave this podcast i'm gonna drive my fucking sorry ass to the gym yeah. i might not have drunk enough water i might not have got enough food in me but i gotta fucking go there and i'm probably gonna get bashed yeah i love it and you know what else i love too it's the only sport it's like you just can't judge a book by its cat like Fuck its cover. No. It's my favorite things. Like so funny. You can ask Benny about this story too. Timmy Hanley, like I, yeah. I was leading up onto there for that whole fight card. So I was doing sparring every weekend with him. Benny bought one of his mates in Lukey Scallion, his name is he had, had I think so like thirteen amateur fights or something like that. But we were we were sparring with him and I knew I had rounds with him and Timmy had rounds with him and he's walked in, like glasses on, just looked like the most like just you would never Door. ever pick it you know what I mean and me and him both at the same time looked at Benny and went and that is why you never pick a fight with someone you do not know and it was just that that, that fucking thing knowing that he 
can get in that ring, whoop our ass, and no one would ever know. Like, I love that asset that you can, like, and that's what I love, like, that, that boxing gives people that. Oh, there definitely. There was a really good quote about boxing that I read recently. I'm trying to remember it, but I can't. It's on the tip of my hand. It was like, it gives... I'll, I'll, I'll be able to find it. I'll, I'll send it through to you. Yeah, definitely. There, there's a funny story that's kind of along that vein. We, I went to... When I first started Jiu-Jitsu, I did it for like five months. And then there's this guy in Australia called Lachlan Giles. And he's like one of the best competitors and coaches in the world. He's a fucking G. Like the dude, literally his brain is thinking Jiu-Jitsu for probably 70% of every day for the last 20 something years, you know? And this dude is a fucking killer. Like he could rip you apart. Like just work his way around your body, break everything really fucking easily and you'd have zero power to stop him literally zero wow so we're in thailand at this i flew to thailand i've been doing jiu-jitsu like five months flew there did jiu-jitsu for three hours a day for 10 days it was fucking insane like one of the best experiences of my whole life and uh on one of the last nights we're in like this pool hall in in this little town in thailand and there's all the muay thai gyms that are around and um and these young Muay Thai guys were fucking thinking they were pretty pretty no, hot shit. And uh and it was it's kinda anticlimactic, but it shows the level of fucking ninja that, that Lockie is. These kids like bumped into him and then they just tried to start shit with him and anybody else, dude, anybody else would have arced up, especially someone that's got the skills of him and he but was he just like he was like, Sorry boys, I'll get out of your way. We'll go move to the other table and Dude, it was like it was a pretty gnarly. It That's was, the it, true art of discipline. It was it was anticlimactic in a story sense, but the impact it made on me was huge. I once was just again, like, once you zoom out and look at what that's taught him, it's like you see, like you hear people go, "I would never put my kids into martial arts or boxing, teaching them violence." It does the opposite. It teaches them the art of discipline. People oh, that train it and do it, they don't want to fight. Like I, don't, I never want to walk out and like get in a fight. You know what I mean? It's like that's why we train that's why we box and so the last thing I'm thinking about is when I'm like going out to someone in the fucking street now you know what I mean it's like you get that out of your system in the gym in training in sparring like oh definitely and like I reckon too this is one of the things that um, I've had some situations in like bars and clubs and shit like that since I've been training where people like got in my face and just shit's happened and I just had thought like I looked at the dude and I'm like even if I just like dealt with you the way that I fucking want to and know I can for sure I'm not gonna look good in yeah. this situation and you're like, probably if, not gonna learn your lesson anyway nah and, and if it's so obvious like if you fucking give someone just like a stiff left jab in the fucking jaw <laughs> in the middle of a club and everyone's just gonna be like holy fuck like, you know what I mean you're not gonna look that cool because everyone's gonna be like oh look at this fucking yeah. bully like obviously he knows how to box and yeah. he's just bashed this poor dude yeah. so it's like you, there's no winners in that nah you're in like a lose-lose situation and that is the beauty of it though is because it backs you into that corner because you're like did someone get in your face and I'm just like hey mate I'm sorry yeah. you know I'm it, it removes like the insecurity around or like that fight or flight response where yep. like you feel like you you back into a corner and you have to fight like i kind of it's like you're you're aware of that's very true and that was one thing that i i remember speaking to benny about was i actually never realized like 
distance control and knowing when you're safe and when you're not yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I used to think like if I'm standing from here to here, like fuck, like I'm in danger. But you're, it's not true. Not, I'm no. one step away always from never being able to be punched. You know mm. what I mean? And learning that sort of stuff, having that spatial awareness and stuff, it's definitely given me confidence in situations like that because it's like distance control. Like I'm always a bit more wary now of where I'm in range, where I'm not in range and you can apply that. Oh yeah, that's such, yeah, that's such a good point. Like, I I could not ever picture Benny getting in a fight. No way. In a in a fucking not nowadays. You know what but I mean. If, like, if but if he did, you'd be fucked if you were the, <laughs> if you're the poor person that picks yeah. that one. God. But he's on such a level where he knows exactly what's going to go down. And when you fucking read the end of that book, you don't really need to read it again. You know. No. He's not. Yeah. He's just. You, you kind of get to that level, but it was really insane to see like the level of humility that Lockie showed with these young cunts like even I was just wanted to fucking flog him and then we had one of the dudes um Joe was with us and he walked up and he was just like he he just said to the boys like that man could have fucking killed <laughs> only you both knew. of you he's, he's like, like fucking Denzel the equalizer <laughs> he would have had all of you fucking pull cues for your throats but yeah he's just a he's literally a fucking doctor you know what i mean like he's got a master's degree in physiotherapy and just looks like a fucking nerd but he would just rip your wow. shit apart you don't fuck with those dudes no, no way <laughs> they're the last ones but yeah it's funny and I, and i feel like there's a thing too where you can tell um who can fight oh yeah you just know now like if you've seen enough and uh and the argument that people would always like my mates would make about jujitsu is they're like oh yeah but this and this. it's like man the average person like i'm going into the gym and like practice fighting with people like yeah, yeah there's some rules but we're fight we're practicing fighting so when someone moves to take me down and when someone goes to do like they're real reactions that i'm training every day so this might not be a real fight but like all the reactions are there but your the, instincts are gonna be pretty on point and and even if that dude knows how to fight maybe or like he's good at street fighting i guarantee that like just in terms of the numbers like i'm stacking up the numbers yeah. like i'm stacking up reps i'm sure more than this pub percent. so you just want to back yourself in that situation as well for sure you just feel like more ready i guess but yeah, it, it's cool the way that you guys... It seems like there's a crew of you guys that have kind of gone pretty in on it. Yeah. it is, Yeah, there, there is. I think, like, for me, I needed someone like Benny in my corner as well, where it's like he understands me from a very personal level too, and he understands that, like, the long-term picture and that I'm just there to learn, you know what I mean? And it's not like a PT session. It's not like that. And then it's like, then on the other hand, I've got, like... Jacob and when I train with Jacob like we train both completely different like opposite yeah right but like I the thing that I get out from Jacob is like the, the grunt the banging it out like he'll fucking clip me around the head and all that stuff like it's a bit more like go 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 and I get out my grunt work but then it's like with Benny it's very technical and it's very like yeah. smooth and nice it's conversationless like I just get that whole round approach from from boxing so i feel like i've got the perfect little setup but actually sadly jacob just had shoulder surgery so he's actually can't hold pads for three months so oh that'll be a that'll yeah. be a tough one yeah the shoulders my brother just had a full rico and it was like six months yeah it's nuts yeah at least uh, i think one of the good things about boxing is you're not really getting like a lot of crazy injuries the way that you guys are training oh yeah especially me like 
I, I'm not getting bashed fucking all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like with my training, it's perfect. Like, I'm running flat elevation, like, straight lines. So, like, my joints and stuff like that are pretty all good. And then yeah. with boxing, like, it's, you know, very flowy pad work, stuff like that. Very technical based. So, there's not much, like, strain on my body as what it probably would look like you know what i mean yeah yeah how do you feel now physically and like health wise being a year not well not quite a year but being uh, some months into this whole journey like can you believe the way that you did feel before i can't remember how i felt before really i, I sort of can't now but i know how i feel now and like it's nuts like i just feel like honestly i feel like i always just want to go yeah i feel like i just want to take off because even like if i go like when i like i always am wearing my runners and shit because i never know when i need to do my run too like that's another thing like i always always ready you know what i mean like so you just get it in where you can yeah i get it in wherever i can and like i always find myself running like small for play like i'll just like if i park my car and i got out of here i just like run there like it's pretty fucking cool like you think about um back in the day before any before the fucking wheel you know you either had a horse (laughs) or you fucking walked or ran you know and like it's funny where running goes from being a thing that is just like a fundamental human activity that most humans would do every single day to (laughs) be like an event yeah to to being like something that you put off for six months or you need $200 shoes to do don't you reckon like I feel like I swear before I started running like it was the same for everyone like you have not ran for like six months to a year then one day you get up and you just decide you're gonna go for a run and then you're sore for the next five days and you never do it again yeah that's been me (laughs) on multiple (laughs) occasions I swear that's like everyone's running journey yeah you've actually got got me fucking keen to go and run 3k's I'm gonna do it next week when we when we launch this in your uh in my honour. In your honour. I'd love that. I'd love to do one with you, but I think you'd fucking smoke me. I can come down to your pace. There's no rules on where my pace needs to be. Yeah, well, all right. Maybe we fucking do a run next Why week. don't we do that? Why don't, on the launch day of this, I'll run with you. All right. I'll be Done. fucking down with that. We'll go run along Burley. Yep. Because where are you? You're living in Broadie. Broadie. But I can come to Burley. That's fine. I love running Burley. I was going to say, run to Burley. You'll be a little bit tired. And, and then, then do I'll, the 3K. And then I'll do me 3Ks with you. <laughs> Sounds fair. What, what was your way of like, when you got into it did so you did the strava thing and you like did the watch so you knew exactly where you're at yeah so i I actually started off with the apple watch but i was too like i always sometimes didn't charge sometimes it was dead sometimes i forget it and when i did that really fucking like threw me off so i needed something that was like and i was like okay i always have my phone on me and my phone's general generally always charged so i need to sort of make it a bit easier for me so i found strava and that just worked perfect for me because i always had it on me and i could always just track and run from wherever i was yeah yeah because i feel like that shit helps right like when you are like tracking things yeah you need to make it as easy as possible for you so at any time like you know what i mean like if i had to for instance say i hadn't ran yet but it was like if i wanted to run after this but i knew i had to go home first to get my apple watch and then drive to the beach but it's like if i want to i can walk out of these front doors press start on strava and just take off yeah yeah what what was uh in atomic habits uh what's the what's his little tagline around that like remove obstacles or something like that like when you're trying to create a new habit remove all the obstacles 
So if an obstacle is like your eye, you know, an Apple phone that's not charged, an Apple watch that's not then charged, just remove it, it. then like, yeah, remove all of the, um, the distraction or like the possible barriers to entry. Well, that was why I got rid of the Apple watch. Yeah. So right. the other thing, which I will fucking talk about because I swear to God, it's nuts and I don't know what these are called, but these shoes changed my fucking life in running. Zoom X, Nike Air Nike, Zoom. I think they're called zoom at ultra flies or something i don't know what they are but they're fucking ridiculous really it's like running on clouds bro they're actually banned from marathons yeah right can you pull them up rose i think they're called how much are those fuckers i think they're like 400 bucks or something fucked but nike zoom x ultra fly vapor fly or something zoom x damn they ain't cheap either yeah that's some good shit they are wow really like honestly yeah those ones there uh, yeah nuts they're funky looking shoes eh honestly nuts like I didn't think a shoe could make such a difference and like so what is the difference like what it's like running on a cloud so yeah. you just I don't get feet. sore feet nothing yeah, and I used, my feet was my sorest thing when I used to run yeah okay yeah I I feel like um yeah, I don't, I don't even know the last time I run to be able to tell you what fucking hurts when I run, eh? <laughs> well, we'll find out next week. Oh, yeah, I know. Fuck, I can't stand running, eh? I'm that guy. Like, it's funny though, right? So, I'll sit here and just fucking chew everyone's ear off about meditation. What's the first thing everybody said? Oh, I can't fucking meditate. What do I just say about running? Oh, I, I can't, can't fucking run. run. I fucking hate running. See, that's what I mean. Everyone, Bullshit, eh? Most people, are, like, that's why I was like, I'm picking running because I swear a lot of people hate running and, like, people can, like, relate to that. Well, the thing with running, too, is that what you just said, you don't need anything to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get it to the point where, yeah, you just run out just your run. front door, yeah. Like, I'll run anywhere. Like, I had my partner launched her new... um website was called well well web she was at her launch anyway i knew what the day looked like and the time and stuff like that and i wore my shorts and runners to the event and while the event was on i went off went to the bathroom thought okay perfect snuck down the lift went outside ran 3k came back up no one even knew really no one even knew that i ducked out just literally ran downstairs quickly did 3k and ran back up nope not one person knew have you had any like uh, milestone runs that just like fully or like breakthroughs where you've kind of you go through and you're like, man, oh, I did something clicked. Like this has just changed for me now. Yeah, I did. Um, a few of my milestone runs was my first, my first one under four minute Ks was an amazing feeling. Like sub twelve, like I wanted to get under four minute Ks. Like that was a really good feeling. I actually broke sub ten on treadmill. But yep. that's easier to run. I did three minute eighteen k's, so I did yeah, it was like a nine fifty six or something like that. But it's a bit easier on treadmill than it is running on land. So that was another milestone where I was like, "Fuck yeah, that was mad." But today was actually probably the my best milestone run, being sub eleven. Yeah, I think what was it three? What was my pace? I'll get it up here. My pace was yeah, three minute thirty six for three k. That's so sick, eh? And what's the like the feedback been from the people that follow? It's just like people just love like it's more so the reminder every day. I don't have every day everyone replying to my run going, oh, amazing, yeah, you've yeah. done it another day, another day. It's more so just like thank you for being so consistent and showing this consistently. 
Yeah. You know could, what I mean? Like, just yeah. for reminding, like, it's fuck. It's the way, you know, we're in May and I was seeing this at the 1st of Jan. It's still May. I'm still seeing it every day. Like, thank you for committing. And it's like reminding me, like, mm. that's how, that's that's the more general approach to it. Yeah. And I, yeah, because I guess that, that probably is the hardest part is like, how do you implement it to the point where it just becomes like, a part of your lifestyle yeah but it's crazy that it's not like it's not like these three k's are just this thing that's become a part of your lifestyle it's like you it's almost like your lifestyle has changed around doing these These three three k's K's. and that's why i do everything with like the intention of nothing like i didn't know why i was doing those three k's i just knew that i needed a bit better discipline heard to find something you hate and do it every day until you love it and i was like okay I'll try that. Are you um are you on like the full David Goggins Instagram daily looking for, nah. looking for inspiration? No, 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 I'm not. The only thing I do every day for my inspiration is I do a post every morning called Today's Bible, which is yeah, just a yeah. quote or an intention set for the day. That's probably the only thing that I really do. Apart from that, probably 60 to 70% of the time I don't even run with music in my ears. Yeah, okay. Just uh, And you just want that time. Yeah, just raw just- dog it. <laughs> raw dog <laughs> everything's better raw dog everything's better raw dog <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, what is keeping you busy on a day to day like business wise are you guys still you're not doing the podcast anymore no no podcast but so my YouTube channel my Instagram my partner's got three businesses which obviously I'm involved in to a degree yeah um, and we've got a kid and there's something else that I've been working on for a while now that I can't really yeah, talk yeah. about but I'll get back on here again one day, hopefully, yeah. and we can talk about it. But yeah, it's all just naturally followed, literally just living an authentic lifestyle. And it's just started like things arise and you yeah. just run with it. I don't know. What's the, um, I guess, like the tag kind of influencer? Because, like, is that what you'd feel like you'd fall under? Or, like, because it's funny that term seems like so loaded to people yeah it, is, it, it is. seems like a a, a a term that people don't want to wear proudly yeah but also i can't i'm not going to shy away from it i feel like having influence is a good thing as long as you're influencing people to do the right things and i feel like i do so i'm pretty proud to influence you know what i mean i feel like i put out a pretty good message people can take it they don't want to take it they don't have to follow me but i feel like the shit that i put out i'm pretty happy with and proud of and if it influences people i feel like i'm influencing them to at least do semi the right thing and if it helps one or two people then i'll fall under that category for sure and so you are then one of the rare people that don't see it as i guess like a negative term because i feel like i feel like it's just become a negative i would term. never put it this way i'd never go hey mate i'm mitchell and i'm an influencer yeah, oh, yeah, you know what yeah. i mean? never yeah. someone says what's your job do- do- title i don't go i'm an influencer but like i understand that if you were to call a spade a spade well yeah i'm yeah. a spade yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <You know>? fair <laughs> enough but why do you think it's got like that negative connotation then or like because some people just uh not i guess not so much dudes but chicks especially like you're a fucking inf- like you're an influencer like that's what your job is to get you know products and then you put it on your instagram yeah. you make a post about it and that's the that's the description it's like i feel like if you've chosen to do it then it you, you shouldn't be like self-deprecating about the label you know because yeah. like everyone every every chick that i know that like 
is if you call a spade a spade an influencer they're so self-deprecating like oh influencer you know yeah. what I mean they want to talk down it's like well fuck if you're doing it like you doing you, it. at what point do you own it and like say exactly once what again you just it's said. one of those things that's been given a label and then all of a sudden all of these negative connotations have been attached to it now everyone's scared of the label but at the end of the day it's just a fucking label so like who cares I'm not going to get hung up about a job title or a label you know what I mean like call me a fucking influencer call me a fucking an idiot call me a motivator call me a runner call me a boxer I don't care like I'm yeah. just doing my thing yeah that's probably that's probably the move but it, seem, yeah, it just doesn't seem like that's the, the way that people are kind of I guess like, most people look and, at it and know? sadly I feel like, I, 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 like I'm not here to talk up or to shit on influencers or anything like that but like I feel like a lot of say influencers would have been given that those bad connotations because I feel like people just see what they do and they're like fuck their life is too easy and i wish yeah, i had this okay you know what i mean like yeah. it's like they live so easy so i hadn't thought like, of it like that and it's like fuck you you fucking influencer you know what i mean like which once again like yeah it's a it's a hard one too because like if you're a fucking super hot chick it's like path of least resistance <laughs> it's like you're gonna get like followers pe- and people are gonna follow you and like you're gonna Become an influencer, probably. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You're going to have influence because you're going to have people that follow you in critical mass. When you put out a message, you can influence those people to do things, to buy things, to say things. Like, simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, it is weird, eh? It's a weird... It's weird when, like, because you're super fucking... Like, and I'm talking about chicks in this sense. Like, because you're super hot, like, that's the fucking... That's the path. Like, that's the funnel. Like, you kind of just... You, you gravitate towards that because there's a lot yeah. of money to be made you can and it like can fucking get you good shit it oh, yeah. makes your life a lot easier you know 100%, 100%. so it's sort of it, it makes sense that that's why it's would, like I'll I'll wear the title I won't wear the title whatever you can you know what I mean label with it label me with it I'll label myself with it whatever I don't yeah there's uh there's definitely some like you got to have respect for people that have made like gnarly money and like big businesses out of out of it dude like i look at like tammy hembrow and just be like amazing go you amazing go girl like amazing absolutely you've figured it out like in bro there's 20 million people in australia she's got 11 million followers like half of the fucking she comes from the gold coast bro like fucking if you can't tip your hat to that then you've got you're fucking jealous you know what i mean like if you can't look at that and go like that's amazing you got how, how, like what she like her app so tammy hembra fitness she's got sasuke collection her activewear label like her deals with like good american i think it is or something like that what is it chloe kardashian saying like they're big scale shit you know what i mean she's doing big fucking things if people still want to slap the term influencer on her and label her that then fuck that's on you yeah you, that's, that's that's on you because she's a fucking businesswoman she's created an empire now you know what i mean you, you that's not an influencer yeah i was gonna say at some point if like so if you're the if you're the chick or the dude that's like down on that label of like being an influencer okay here's what you do you become a multi-fucking millionaire like Tammy Hembrow and then all of a sudden you go from being an influencer to just a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the fucking label that you... Let's outgrow this. Maybe yeah. influencer is the apprentice label. You know what I mean? Influencer 
from influencer to business owner, do you reckon that's the transition that people will go for? Well, I mean, that's like the one that, you know, Tammy Hembrow, Kim Kardashian. Like there's people that have made like really legitimate businesses out of being an influencer. So you look at it, it's like... Well, we'll tell you why that's a, a smart model too is because then you're all of a sudden, you're not relying on your popularity because say, for instance, you fall off you know in terms of what's hot and what's not in five years time you're not hot as an influencer anymore well guess what you're a brand owner so what do you do you use your marketing budget to pay the new influencers to influence your brand and you're still creating and still following on whereas if you don't turn that into anything you're relying on whether you're hot or you're not and you become not you've got no fallback yeah and if you get stuck on the that whole label and you you never really because i feel like uh in my own experience right so there's a point there's a point where doing this podcast where i'm telling people like oh yeah i got a podcast oh you do that full time yeah yeah, i do that full time oh that's cool and you know you every time you tell somebody like oh i'm doing this podcast i'm doing this podcast you you feel it yeah you know what you're getting back from them and it's just like you gotta wear that feeling for a really long fucking time and somewhere I don't know exactly when it just changed and I was just like yeah this is what I do man blah 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 and I I don't give a fuck what people think about it because Uh, it's authentic to you you know you're doing what you love you fucking love every one of your days whether they think that you're a podcast or whatever they want to call you don't care you know what I mean it's like you know what your day looks like you're fucking having a good day you get to have good conversations you're reaching your message is getting shared you're hitting the millions of people like you're doing you like at the end of the day what their interpretation of is on a handshake when you introduce yourself you're not going to lose sleep over it but that that place you can get stuck in that place i reckon of like caring and feeling it and like always whatever because whenever you do anything like whenever you set out to start a business whenever you set like my friend sam for example like he he owns uh fist handwear they're like they make motocross gloves he's been doing it 10 years and there was a point in time where fist gloves weren't the coolest gloves to wear they just weren't yeah you know and he started at the bottom and then oh yeah i got this glove company and people would have just been looking like oh that's cool man you know like how long are you gonna be doing that for like maybe you should get a job yeah and then it's like at some point you turn around and fast forward 10 years he's the second biggest glove company in australia and then now nobody's looking at him like oh when are you gonna get a full time job but it's like he embraced that feeling or like he saw what he was gonna be and didn't take stock into what anybody else was thinking in the moment you know and i and i i think that's important It's, it's an important thing to be able to do and it's a hard thing probably to be able to do oh and that's i think that's the thing that either stops people from like reaching their potential or stops people from starting at all yeah. and it's like you're not you know you can it's cool the way that you said it you're like oh they call me the fucking <laughs> like i'm doing this is what i do i do this this and yeah. this and then i've got these plans and these plans and and yeah because at some point like you are right you're not gonna be young you're not gonna be yeah. good looking you're not gonna have all of those things what you know people would follow for on a visual level yeah okay. and and i think too like if you can just add value to anyone across the board in anything, whether it's like gloves or fucking kombucha or like if there's something, there's something that you're doing that's, that's valuable. Like that's going to hit, you know, like people have to find how to be valuable. Yeah. 
Big time. I agree. Ugh, What's our run time? I've gone. I've gone a long time without having any water. What are we at right now, Ryan? It's four, not two hours. Whoa, that's the longest podcast with double I reckon I've ever done. Really? What yeah. did you What did you guys normally do when you did yours? Forty five minutes. How hour? did How did you run that? Because it was with spin, eh? Yeah, which yeah, we just went in and came up with a topic for the week and oh, spoke, so it yeah. was like a topical. Yeah, we'd have like a topic and then to speak about it. Yeah. Did you enjoy doing like the podcasting or? No, not enough to keep doing keep it. doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was it had its perks, but it wasn't really my thing you know what I mean I didn't fucking look super excited to get in there every week I couldn't have done you know more than one a week or anything like that whereas I know when I'm passionate about something like I'll be like fuck who can we get on I want to come in let's film film let's record so. yeah yeah what so with the YouTube stuff that you're doing now what is it like vlog stuff yeah, like how vlogs. do you and, and so what's like the I guess the not like the theme or like the structure that you kind of follow with that or just, there's no structure no just family content just insight into our life real 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 insight into our life you know what i mean like yeah and how has the like did the audience change when you had like a kid or mm, i wouldn't say it changed but it probably became a bit more like, like broad broad yeah and we like a bit more Yeah, maybe tailored to just like that the one thing, like family that family content is definitely like Is there the, is there a lot of that? Like is there Yeah I guess a lot of that out there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's fu- dude, YouTube's just a fucking crazy oh, place. Nuts, so, like and with the algorithm the way that you know, the way that the algorithms and shit run, it's just like you fucking you, you will never see something that you're not into. Like it's so hard to even find something so hard to even find new you watch shit you'll to be getting watch. ads for these shoes for the next fucking three weeks now you know what i mean dude it is actually it'll, it'll pop up as a like a, 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 a clickable shoppable item somewhere on your oh, yeah. landing screen I'll, or on your I'll, phone or something i'll go eventually. on my instagram right now and i'll fucking do a couple refreshes and see if this shit comes up if that pops up i wonder what account it'd go under but yeah you are fucking right about that serious and i'll probably buy those shoes yeah you can't. <laughs> and then i'll be fucking running down burly and then so you'll just come <laughs> flying past me and you'll be like, these shoes are fast <laughs> no I, I don't know i don't know that you'd be seeing that <laughs> so what else is coming up for you on, on uh in uh in mitch's world you reckon my days are looking pretty apart from the one thing the only thing that, yeah, that's yeah, happened the, the only thing thing that's happening is the thing that i can't talk about so that's the thing apart from that my other my days will look very consistent with how they are but i feel like that is that that is aligning me to this higher purpose yeah okay that's pretty cool so that that app that is it an app that chloe's doing Website. website yeah so who's she doing that with she got it built in san francisco yeah right so what's the name of it again uh, you can go type d- it in right? www.wellweb.com uh, I've heard about this well w-e-l-l yeah I've heard um, someone com. mentioned this to me the it's other pretty day. impressive and so what are they what's like the X out bruh what's the concept and stuff so they have a read of that so enter the wellness dimension a digital hub for all things wellness and your place to truly thrive through curated content and active supportive community WellWeb lets you immerse yourself in your own personal wellness sanctuary an interactive world of yoga mindfulness meditation nutrition and more 
That's super so cool. So click enter while web. Oh, you can't. This must have done the update, so you need to have an account. But basically, like, if you can see up to the top right. Yeah. So each time you click a subheading, it branches off into new things. So for mindfulness, it will then branch out into a web of other things that revolve around, like, mindfulness or, yeah. like, culture, education, and just, like, it's like a web of wellness that you can just... So it's basically, like, literally, like, a, a Netflix for wellness. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, all right. And yeah. are they making like the the content for that themselves? Yeah, that, that, all that content is they they curate that own content. Fuck, that's sick. And is it content with people that are like all over? Yeah, scroll down. You scroll or? down. You'll see like go down there. These they're all obviously Australian, but those two guys there, that's Rue and Ryan. They're from Gold Coast. They've got the cool to be conscious guys. Like, oh yeah, you know yeah. It's yeah. all like so you got did oh you. Did you do that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? Bro, it was the most gnarly day of my entire life. Yeah, tell me about that. I remember seeing it on your stories and shit. I went into it on my YouTube channel pretty deeply, but it was, um, fuck, it was, bro, I, can't, I don't even know if I'm going to have the like capacity to talk about it. Like, really? It, yeah. It was that It was gnarly. that much. So what-, so what I will say is there was like, maybe you can even put it in your link notes, but there's about a... Tw- a 15 minute video and where I talk about it really yeah. deeply on my YouTube channel that you can maybe put in the link notes to have a listen because like it was it it, it was nuts bro so there was some stuff that you were like having to just like hug strangers yeah bro like, like full on like there was this one thing where it was like where you had to acknowledge like ego and stuff like that and we like men had the guys had to take off our shirts and then we're in a room with women as well and we're all walking up into each other's like staring at each other like you want to kill them screaming at each other's faces like like I was standing over like girls like staring into their soul while they're like crying and shit like that and you can't smile you can't be like are you okay you can't touch them like literally just walking around taking souls and then it's like you go out and then like the next thing was you had then like that like I remember like this girl that I did that to and like I was like thinking fuck like she came then like in the next exercise she had to walk up to me and say like will you guide me and I'd be like will you trust me and then she was like yeah so like she shut her eyes you have to walk her around and all like just like it was so fucked the way it worked and all of these things were all broken down and then it all came down to this last minute like 45 minute breath work so for 45 minutes you're doing the and then bro like literally I don't know maybe 10 minutes in like the whole room was just screaming, crying. Like oh, there was literally people screaming, like "fuck," really. Like I was howling. I was bawling my eyes out for like literally like twenty five minutes. And I had no idea, like, dear, what for? Wow, that is nuts. heavy. Woke up the next day, bro, and I physically, physically felt like ten kilos lighter. I couldn't describe it. Really? Yeah, it was the weirdest feeling ever. That is full on. Full on. Completely sober. And completely, yeah, completely sober. And mind you, if anything, I'm a skeptic of that stuff, not a believer. Mm. So I wasn't going in and yeah, being one of those guys. That, like, I live sold. for this. I'm trying yeah. to be like, this is my life. This yeah. is me. Like, I want to open myself up to my You don't talk with your hands constantly. Yeah, like I was in there like, <laughs> I'll give it a crack. See where the day takes me. Six hours. What six hours? I'll be able to get it back of a shit. You know what I mean? And then bang, from the fucking first minute, you were just in. And then I left and I was like, 
what the fuck just happened to me so what like what was the reason that you did it like what got you into doing they actually it? Uh, when chloe launched well web they these guys did this little it was probably like a 10 minute breathwork exercise at the thing and i had a really weird experience when i did the breathwork what, like, what happened well it was like a guided breathwork and long story short like they were like we were at like the top of the q1 for it and when they were like saying like they were instructing like you through this breath and i'd never done anything like this before so i was just like whatever like i'm running with it and i was just visualizing myself and i was like now you're blah 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 and we're breathing energy out of thing and it's looking back and like i was just imagining myself doing all this stuff but then like when that was happening i just noticed like my hands were like turning in and stuff like that like to themselves and then like he said this thing i like you find yourself come back to your body and then like he's like sit there and like i like felt myself sit on myself and my hands released and i was like what the fuck just happened i was like i didn't make a big like song and dance about anything like that but i was like something something happened like that was like there's enough there for me to be sort of intrigued and they're like you should come do like we've got our first big seminar it's a six hour thing with like you know there's ice baths there's all these different things and they're like you know it's 200 bucks a ticket but like i think you'll get something out of it and i'm like fuck it like I, I, that's enough of an experience for me there to not understand what went on but to it give it my, my time yeah. it's got my attention like that's fucking cool dude it's uh, it's cool that you did it and so what so the meditation that I did this morning it's one that it's it's uh, it's just a 10 minute thing and so I do on the app that I use it's just a daily meditation yep. it's the same Sam Harris guides it every day and there's it's similar styles there's like a few styles where like one you're looking at the breath one you're looking at um you're trying to look for yourself with some eyes open some eyes closed so there's a a bunch of different varieties the one that i did today you have to picture somebody in your mind that you have a very uncomplicated relationship with and then wish that person well just over and over and over and over and (laughs) I did it today, like I thought about um, Daniel Ricardo, like he's racing Monaco on the weekend. So I was like, you know what? I'm fucking send send Danny Rick some good vibes. That is and, mad. But like I could just struggled. I really, really struggled. Like for whatever reason. But and it's your ego. Wow. There's like some weird shit that some days it's real easy for me. Like when that that's my least favorite meditation as well. And I think that there there's like signs in that wherever you feel, feel resistance, resistance that's you're like oh there's something there to be found there's usually something to look like at a de- like a deflection yeah so and with that in mind so like I, I did it and there was points where i got real into it and i was you know really it felt really good and i had that feeling and whatever but you know for that's my least favorite of the meditations that i do for whatever reason so like so you for, might have to do that every for, day <laughs> for, yeah yeah for real and for you like doing that thing where you're like screaming at somebody's face like what was your experience of the ego there because that's where it would be so intense like the the resistance to like not want to do what you would have had to do would have been intense okay so it was very weird because like within like it was only like what a five or six minute like window but in that time i went from myself to being like walking and being like this is fucking dumb like this is so stupid to then seeing how serious everyone was taking it to no one breaking to me being like hold on 
I'm fucking, I can fucking do this now. I want to fucking be serious and tough and scarier and better. And then like, I'd see like a guy would like fucking scream and do this. And then I'd be like, oh, like he's just raised the bar. Now I want to raise the bar. And by the end of it, you can see everyone's just all ego there, just fucking walking around. And then you could see the people that struggled, like they, like with the tears and all that. But it was nuts. Like it, you just, that's what I mean. It's so hard. It's confronting. It's so confronting. And then it's like, that you get that out of the way and then on the other end it's like that you've got men apologizing to women on behalf of men like we all sat like women all the women had to sit in a circle men surrounded the circle and we had to stand there and apologize for things on behalf of men in public like sorry for rape yeah sorry for a physical abuse sorry for like manipulation like you know all that like you're literally apologizing on behalf of men and then they did the same and like it was just so powerful and so what do you reckon you learned about your ego in that day that you didn't know before we all that we all have one and that's fine and it's there for us when we need it but like the 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 real real things comes from connection and connecting on the i what i learned about myself and there was like everything was a lot more surface level and ego based than I wanted or needed it to be even with like the work that I do every day like it's all quite surface level stuff like it's physical activity it's like you know what I mean yes there's the element of I run for my mental health and stuff like that but there wasn't enough soul work in terms of connection and deep connection and like I, I hugged strangers more and on a deeper connecting level than I've ever hugged my partner or my parents. Really? Yeah. So that's how that's the that's how powerful they made that room in terms of like vulnerability and like that connection. Like you had I had my eyes shut with I didn't know who was hugging me and I was hugging them more than I've ever yeah, hugged yeah. anyone in my entire life because there was no agenda to it. Yeah. And so what have you taken from that and like what stayed what went you know like what's breath work okay my breath work i do 33 breaths a day yeah so that's literally just like the 33 times then three in through your nose out through your mouth and that's just your reset and that for me is enough to just ground feel good that's awesome and uh have you ever done any like wim hof stuff that was part of that yeah yeah, that was the first exercise was like two minutes in doing the breath work in the in the um the full ice was fucking yeah how'd you find that i i i dialed in straight away i got really yeah so i um yeah it's i i actually did find that part the easiest of it probably all fuck really yeah but i um i think my mind was ready for it you know what i mean if you think about it in terms of running and stuff like that it, it falls very parallel to that because it was like i knew it was only two minutes i knew it was pain but i knew like just all you had to do was focus your mind so within like that 10 seconds i was i was dialed in it's actually funny because we were listening to music at the time and then mr brightside came on by the killers and at both at the same time around me because our eyes were shut me and another guy in the baths like just started belting out the song at the same time and like then we were both in the zone and then like the last 30 seconds when i didn't even like i wouldn't have even known i was in the ice bath i was just like fuck you've turned into a bit of a beast in a year if you think about it now i'm excited for let's say in two or three yeah and that's the crazy thing like i think about that with i mean there's definitely like a shelf life on jiu-jitsu like i'm not going to be able to do that forever 
but I'll be able to do meditation forever. Fucking oath you will. I'll be able to read forever. And I think about, I'm like, fuck, man, I read like 30-something books a year. You do it's that amazing. for fucking 30 years. Like, that's a lot of cool shit. And, you know, it's even... knowledge, bro. Knowledge is power. Yeah, and even like the, the minutes of meditation, like I really like seeing that go up like every few months i'll i'll have a look and and see where i'm at yeah with that and it's like it's crazy to think um it's crazy for me to think now like looking back at someone that like spent most of my life not doing it that like i've actually spent so much time like being kind of nothing like being what i actually am before everything else like before i've got a podcast before i've got um a bad attitude before like whatever you are before any of those things come to be like that's actually what you really are everything else is just like you plus all this other random shit so like i feel like i've just sat this, this is weird it's another this is a, another quote i posted today that, ref, really? that reflects that you no don't shit. get in life what you want you get in life what you are mm. yeah I and that's what that's it you've just got in life what you are yeah well and and i've like sat down with that dude yeah, I've never done that before. You know, like I never really, never even knew there was a that dude. And I would have said before that I was like the thoughts that come in my head and I was all of this, you know, yeah. shit, like all of those labels and all the content. I'm a good person. I'm a bad person. I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm a, you know, I'm a boyfriend. I'm a fucking yeah. podcaster. I'm a whatever. I'm a motocross rider. Like, but there's a version of you that comes before all that and like, feel like when you hang with that person like the longer you spend hanging with that person the less you need the other stuff yep if that makes sense i, I know exactly what you're saying yeah so it's like uh and, and it excites me to to spend a lot of time doing that you know like in the same way that you said like imagine two years three yeah. years four years yeah you get like you, you, it's like you're excited to meet the person like i'm excited to meet myself in 12 months time yeah and that was i actually wanted to say or like mention that before like is there any part of you that thinks like in this journey that you're on that you're like kind of right now writing ious or cash and checks for the dude that's in the future and like the your son that's in the future and like oh, your yeah. wife that's in the future you know yeah 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 like i like i can see what i know if i stick on this exact path that my life is going to be a very abundant life big good life like i just need to keep doing exactly what i'm doing like the signs are all there they're all stacking up like you just got to keep doing exactly what i'm doing and like it's all falling into place well mate i'll see you again at some point yes next week for our 3k baby yeah true we'll do our 3k run next week on the day that we, we launch put this podcast out don't know what day it'll be i think i wrote it down for doesn't monday, matter. monday tuesday one of those days doesn't matter whatever day it is i'll be there but yeah i've enjoyed uh this podcast but i've also enjoyed um watching you over the last uh the last little bit and um yeah it's been really cool and you're one of the few people where you're one of the few people where i read your quotes because i know you're actually doing shit yeah. every fucking day that relates to those fucking quotes fuck yeah that's the biggest compliment i could probably receive bro. oh there's nothing worse than a cunt posting a quote that does nothing yeah it's like who the f <laughs> why are you posting this cunt it's so easy to post this fucking photo <laughs> so true bro but um yeah you're out there doing it well thanks for having me bro it's been a fucking pleasure yeah i hope hope you enjoyed it i did bro i did very random chat but i appreciate it a great chat Perfect. cheers bro See you, thanks mate oh, done two and a half hours fucking let's go big one what are you doing
What are you doing? Thanks for that, mate. No worries. Hopefully it was a good podcast. Yeah, well, as long as you...